the dead and lovely. Hey, hey, it's your favorite podcast from hell. That's we're in hell right now. Uh, well, from I think your place not is currently nice. residing, but you know, is there like okay? So like, since we're in hell, is it like everything here seems pretty nice, but when you go to sleep at night, there's so many noises it just yeah. drive you nuts. It's like slightly spoopy. Huh. Yeah. Spoopy. Just a little bit. Just a little bit on the spoopy <laughs> side. Welcome to the greatest podcast in all of hell, Dead and Lovely. Woo! Here with the host with the most, it's me, Uncle Ben, and who's that? Hollywood Steve Spratlin. Oh, Woo! Hollywood Steve. How are you doing this week? <laughs> just just really maxed it out. out yeah. <laughs> Hard edit that thing out later. That's okay. That's all right. That's what compressors are for. Hey, man. Is that what they're for? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Compressors got to compress. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what they—they they wake up in the morning. They're like, gotta compress, man. Compress it off. Compress yeah. it off. Uh, uh, uh. It's exactly like that. Uh, but what have I been doing? Um, not much, man. Yeah. I, I went to a birthday party for a feller the other day. And you don't say. Was he real handsome? He's handsome as a motherfucker. Was his dick like really average sized? Sweaty, average sized hog. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Everybody wants that in a man. It's hey, it's perfect. What did you drink at that? Um, man, you know what? We went to uh, a Crafty Bastard. We did go to a Crafty which Bastard. Which I've never been to. I don't go to bars much. Yeah. Um, Crafty Bastard was great. You know, that's the interesting thing, Steve. I don't go to bars much either, but I go to breweries a lot. Yeah. Is that different? I don't think so. In my head, I've been telling myself it's different, but yeah. you know what? Now that you bring it up, it's probably not different. You're a bar fly. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, okay. I think there is a difference. Because, mm-hmm. like, whenever you go to, like, a sick-ass brewery, brewery mm-hmm. like Crafty or Pretentious somewhere, yeah, you're getting something that you can only get there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I never understood people who go to a bar for a Budweiser. That doesn't make any sense. No. It's like, you know what? I want a really average beer, but I want to pay at least double or triple for it. Let's Listen, go to a bar. I mean, I think you're exaggerating its averageness. That's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Below average beer <laughs> and pay way too much for mm-hmm. it. How about I pour us an above average beer? Hey, I'd love that. What, what we got over here? We got us a big old quart of Lagunitas Sucks Brown Sugar Substitute Ale bought by my lovely wife. My, my wife. She buy the beer. She buy the Lagunitas. She make it a Lagunitas. Time to make it a pizza. <laughs> I love Lagunitas beer so much. And the Lagunitas Sucks, Sucks is, my is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I think we've had this on the show maybe we before. We have, we have, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's awesome. I bet that it's just as good now as it was then. So did you enjoy the beers at a Crafty I Bastard did. in so, Knoxville? Yeah, I uh, got to hang out with uh, with my man, Ben. That's and me. And some, some folks I haven't seen in a little while. Oh, Flat Earth Mitch Trueblood. Oh, Flat Earth Mitch Trueblood. That idiot, that oh, procreating man. moron. Oh, damn it. A, a breeder, they, they call him. <laughs> One of them breeding fools. Who does he think he is? Um, And yeah, I, I actually... Uh, you know, I think the difference between maybe a brewery and a bar yeah. is... At, at a brewery, you're less likely to run into somebody who is way too drunk. You know what? At a bar, you will. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here going, am I the drunkest guy at the brewery sometimes? Because, yeah, I look around and I don't see a lot of people that are like, damn, that guy's shithoused, you uh-huh. know? But I've been at breweries and been like, damn, I'm shithoused. <laughs> I might have been the guy that's like, he's he should be in a bar. <laughs> you know? Everybody's get that guy like, to a bar. Yeah, move, move up a step. Move him over. Yeah, <laughs> get him next door. 
Yeah, I might have been that guy. Crafty Bastard makes some really good stuff. Which one did you have there? I can't remember. I had the, the one uh, that they one. did with Pretentious. Oh, okay. Right yeah. on. Yeah, uh, it was great. And then when I went to Pretentious, it was on the board. I thought about getting it again, yeah. but then I was like, I should try something different. Right on. Yeah. At uh, Crafty, the the Big Bastard. That's my uh -huh. jam of choice. Is it? Okay. Oh, my God. The Big Bastard's so Is that good. The, what, it's a double it? IPA. Okay. And it's fucking good. Like, a lot of double IPAs that I've had, it's like once that alcohol content gets over, you know, eight or so, a lot of them just get so, like, malty and stuff that they only mm -hmm. start tasting kind of more like a regular beer again that's just really hoppy yeah or something like the maltiness kind of overtakes the hoppiness mm -hmm. sometimes so you don't get as much of the complex yeah. flavor yeah. yeah but that that big bastard is awesome that's something i like about the lagunita stuff too is like even the high the high wattage ones like yeah. your maximus and stuff uh -huh. that are like eight and the nine. prohibition shutdown. oh yeah. my god dude that's yeah great. well the sucks is like eight percent and uh -huh. it still tastes great and yeah. delicious and very hoppy very smooth cheers oh, oh let's get a, get your pull of that right there get your pull Oh man, it's every time I have it, mm. every single yeah. time that first drink, I'm like, right. That's why I always say this is my favorite. Yep. That's how I'm with the Maximus too. Yeah. Where like every time I have the Maximus, I'm just like, fuck, this is awesome. I should get this all yeah. the time. <laughs> exactly. Hop I also love too. the hop stupid. Yeah, yeah. hop stupid's really good as mm. well, man. What have you been up to this week? You been watching anything good while you not been birthday partying with me? Um, I, not. You know what? Um, because we're. We're, uh, as we mentioned last episode, we're starting to a YouTube channel. Yeah, we are. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of research. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to make a good YouTube channel. You've been watching lots of PewDiePie. A <laughs> ton of PewDiePie. Who, oh, buddy? Are you figuring out that we should say our names in a really stupid and fucking annoying way? I already do that. Oh, I say woo after I say Hollywood Steve Sprout. No, that's cool, though. <laughs> that's cool, though. I like that. Yeah. yeah. His signature is he peeks the fuck out of the mic. Yep. Just Boom. blows it out. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's me and Ric Flair. So, did I tell you I watched a PewDiePie video for the first time recently? I've never watched one. I've seen him on other people's videos. So, so recently, uh, as anybody that follows my stuff knows, I recently got my, my YouTube silver plaque mm -hmm. for my 100,000 subscribers, uh, which I actually reached last year, but I was issued a bad code, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I finally got it. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. And I decided to do, I was like, oh man, you know, I should share the the unboxing of this bad boy with my fans. Since, yeah, good call. You know, since without them, I wouldn't be unboxing this thing. That's so true. I just did like a quick scan of like what other people's, you know, Silver Award unboxing videos were. And of course, uh -huh. PewDiePie's was like the first one. I was like, I've heard of this person. I know that he's apparently the most famous person on YouTube until mm -hmm. he flushed his career down the toilet by being an idiot. Yeah. Fuck well, that guy. it didn't hurt him much, honestly. His, yeah. his videos still get tons of views. God damn. No such thing as bad advertising, huh? There really isn't, especially when it comes to 12-year-olds who yeah. love the YouTubes. Or like baby boomers that vote for the president. But anyway, yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> so I came across his video for his unboxing, and I was like, now let's see what this is about. My God, he is annoying. He is. And not funny. Yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of... YouTube celebrities of the past have been that exact thing, annoying and not funny. Yeah, but, but you know kids what? Kids love it. That that's the weird thing. It's like this is one of those deals where it's like I know as an over thirty year old person, like it's not my world yeah. anymore whatsoever. And it's like I was hanging out with um, one of Kate's cousins the other day, and he's like fourteen, fifteen, I think. Yeah. And you know, I'm used to talking to people about, hey, what have you been listening to? What have you been watching? Uh, movies, whatever. And it's like pretty much all that all that he'd been kind of like talking about was memes, yeah, and specifically memes that are not funny, yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I'm like, common. and I'm like, but it's not funny. He's like, yeah, it's terrible. It's great. Yeah. I don't understand where funniness is going, but I don't it, think it's taking me with it. I mean, it's it's non sequitur humor. It's it's detached from all reality. I, guess I, I so. mean, I guess it's. In it some is kind way, of reality, I guess. Yeah. In some ways, it's it's Monty Python for a new generation. Oh man, don't drag the Python down like I that. I mean, when people when Monty Python came out and forty year olds saw it for the first time, they were like, "What the fuck is this shit?" That's probably true. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, but we grew up with it, so it's like, oh yeah. So it's awesome. It's awesome. It's the best. Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't know. I I don't. I don't get it all. I'm on Reddit a lot. Yeah. Um, I try to understand it more than try to find it funny. Sure. I just want it. I want to get what they're getting at. Yeah. Deep fried memes, etc. Not. I don't get them. But I don't, uh, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand the root of it because I feel like I got lost somewhere. I've been on the internet since the '90s. Yeah. And everything I saw the progress. Everything made sense, even the terrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got 4chan. I understood why people liked it. Uh-huh. I, I don't get it. I don't get no. the, a it, lot of the stuff. That's... And it's so weird because I feel like our age demo, considering that, like you said, we were kind of there for when the internet became a thing. It's like, you're on the internet and you're like, yo, this is my place. This is my thing. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, no, it's leaving me behind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was mine. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's pretty well, terrible. Hey, but that that's actually... Our generate like our, just within a, a ten year span yeah. of us, that is, I think what we'll be known for when we've all died out is the generation that got left behind, and uh, whined about it the whole time. <laughs> That's probably right. Yeah. So right. so like you know like the thing that immediately s- s- comes to mind is Star Wars. Like everybody's like my childhood. Oh! Yeah yeah it's yeah. Like, Dude, just don't watch the movies. Yeah, it's somebody else's childhood, and they're loving it now. They're loving it. Just don't watch them. It's okay. Yeah, you, uh, you don't have to. You still no have the originals. Requires you to. Yeah, the new ones aren't. Yeah, the old ones aren't going away. No, they still exist. <laughs> the only person you should be mad about mad at is George Lucas. Yeah, who fucked with the old ones? Yeah, very much. Like if you the if you do ever sit down to watch. The old trilogy. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go online and illegally download. Do it, kids. Listen to me. Illegally download the restored version yeah. where people have taken uh, the best uh, older versions and, and tried to re-put it together the way it originally was before George Lucas came along and fucked it up again. Or there is actually editions out there on DVD and we have them. You do? Yeah. Okay. Of the real theatrical yeah. cuts. So here's the deal. like Where you see the, the puppets instead of the CGI. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And there's no fucking song with that blue lady oh, singing God, it in the cantina. No sense. God, it's so bad. Or is it, no, it's the Jabba's Palace, isn't it? Uh-huh. She sings and it's the worst. Yeah. So there's, uh, Kate actually found it whenever she's working at like CD Swap in Morristown, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a used CD and movie store. And somebody brought them in and didn't know what they were. So Kate like bought them immediately and brought them home. Yeah, of course. But it's like, I think three of the first, it might even be the first editions where they put them on DVD. But the thing about them is, is they're all two disc boxes. And Mm -hmm. disc number one is the new fucking, you know, version with the added dumb stuff in it. Discs two is 
bonus features, bonus features, bonus features, original theatrical cut, bonus features. <laughs> Seriously. And it's just like, uh, maybe they'll want to watch this. Yeah, I don't know. Who would, who would want to see that? Yeah. So that's like all that we watch is yeah. those. And you got to like treat them, you know, the, like they're the made of gold. The despecialized edition. The despecialized. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. While you've been YouTubing, have you seen anything good? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, they're, they're all the channels that I think... Um, are worth emulating. Yeah, you yeah. know they're the try guys. Mm-hmm. They're they got their own channel now. They do. Yeah. The, or also the try channel, uh-huh. which we were talking about a little yeah. bit ago. The the old people from Facts, which the is Irish basically people. Irish BuzzFeed. Yes, and um, it's awesome, dude. Those... It's so much. It's so much better because the thing yeah. about you watching those old BuzzFeed tasting videos and stuff is. The cast of characters is constantly changing. You get to like certain people, but then yeah. they don't even tell you their name or no, whatever. Uh-uh. The, these Irish folks, I'll tell you what, you've seen the same people over and over. You really get to like them. Yeah. And they're funny. They're better than kissing the old Blarney Stone. <laughs> that, is that what they do? That was the best Irish accent. Thanks. I, I know. Think of I thought so. Boyo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Like whenever the original channel, the facts channel or whatever mm. they were on, ended kind of abruptly. Yeah. Kate and I were just like, "Fuck no!" Because every time we saw a yeah. video with them, like trying something new or like, watch that, dude. There was this great one where it was like drunk Irish people build IKEA furniture. Uh-huh. Did you watch that yes. one? God, it was fucking it great. Was, uh, George and that other guy. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. It was aw- and some of my favorites are where they get the. Irish people to like tell American history stories. Mm-hmm. Those are real fun. Oh, and they have the paper cutouts and mm-hmm. stuff. They're fun, just absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. really fun videos. So whenever that channel ended, we were super dismayed. But yeah, then it's been resurrected as the Try Channel, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same. But and the it's videos great. are longer. Yeah, there's and, that. Yeah, and they include their names, yeah. which is something that like get I, to know them. Yeah, I don't understand. I I get that uh, with that early model the early buzzfeed model etc like it was we bring people in that we think might be entertaining they don't yeah. exactly have a job here and you know we don't want people to get too familiar i guess yeah yeah <laughs> which yeah. is so dumb because well, people love connecting exactly to the person they're watching and that's that's the thing is like that that's what they realized early on is it's like it's not so much the content it's the people doing yeah. the content that's so fun i want to see kelsey drink yeah it's fun yeah she's exactly. amazingly funny yeah mm-hmm. definitely so yeah that's good so you've been watching that you've been watching the try guys stuff did mm-hmm. you watch where they like delivered the baby and stuff yes it's awesome <laughs> it's awesome i uh, love the try guys so much i man. do too those dudes are funny um, also been watching again, Good Mythical Morning. That's my guys. Dude, Rhett and Link. They release five episodes a week. It's insane. Five five episodes, which is actually three videos. Yeah. A day. It's insane. Yeah. That's a shit ton of content. It is, but uh they they treat it like a job. Well that that's the thing is they like they treat it like they're hosting an actual morning show well, and it works great. Well that's and that's kind of the funny thing about it. I was thinking about this earlier where I was like, "Oh my god, they're putting out that many videos a week." And mm-hmm. it's like, "Okay, all the primary videos it seems like are between 8 and 13 minutes." So you're mm-hmm. looking at, "Wow, they're putting out this much content per day, this many mm-hmm. minutes of content per week, and it seems unbelievable." But then you're like, "Hang on though, like Regis and Kathy Lee did like an hour long show 5 days a week." Mm-hmm. You know, it's not impossible. It's not that hard even. I mean, like, you know, they have uh, episodes where they're just eating stuff for, you know. Which are great. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Episodes where they talk about internet memes and things like that. Like, 
they they're, they're smart about it. They know like we can we can have a show every single day if we don't stretch ourselves too thin. Yeah. If we're two dudes sitting at a table talking about stuff, I mean every once in Wait, a while. Wait, that's what we're doing. Hey ho, what? <laughs> Shit. Um, and hey, we put out like two hours of content a week. That is true. Honestly, <laughs> that's about what they do if you think about it. Those fifteen wow. videos they release no are kidding. about two hours worth of content. Like, yeah, it seems like man, they're doing so much work, but really they're not. <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all, y'all that are listening, like uh, again, I think on just last week's episode we were talking about starting a YouTube channel for Dead and Lovely. And I am I'm so stoked about yeah, it. We've too. been kind of bouncing a bunch of ideas off each other. It's not just going to be just horror movie reviews. That's no, gonna be no, that's gonna, gonna be, be the backbone. Sure. But but you know, it's like that kind of follows suit with what this podcast is. It's yeah. like, yeah, we review horror movies, but there's lots of other bullshit too. Oh yeah. We're always talking about shit we've been watching and we always do fun stuff that's related to the movies and things and like alcohol. that. And alcohol. And alcohol, which uh-huh. will <laughs> Absolutely, definitely be involved you in the YouTube channel. You will definitely be seeing us drinking fun uh, videos. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> so. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it and come up with some cool ideas. So dropping my phone. Hell yeah. Hey. So I'm really excited for you guys to check that out. I think it's going to be a, yeah, it's a blast when we get that going. Fun time. Other than that, though, other than really just watching YouTube videos, yeah. trying to understand them, um, I've been trying to turn my brain off, so I've been watching stuff I've seen a million times. Yeah? So, just rewatched the most recent season of Always Sunny with my wife. I still haven't fucking watched any of it. I've heard it's amazing. So great. Always Sunny is one of the best shows on television. How's the season stack up to other classic seasons? Oh, man, that's a tough one because the season where Matt got fat is probably one of the best. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That one is amazing. Yeah. Um, Everybody is, like, extra shitty that season. Yeah. But season 12 is, is, yeah, they're at their shitty height. Has that show been on for 12 years? Mm-hmm. 13. Well, actually, it's, it's been on longer than 12 years, what? but it's 12 seasons, yeah. Holy shit. Like, yeah. that's like longer than Friends was around. Uh, Charlie Day has joked he thinks that FXX just forgot they're on. Wow. So they don't cancel them because yeah. they don't even realize that they're still no. making the show. That is amazing. Wow, the time flies. The best episode of Always Sunny is the gang tries to win an award. Tries um, to win an award. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know if I've seen that one. It, uh, they, basically, they try to make their bar more uh, friendly. Okay. Um, but the idea behind the, the episode is that Always Sunny has never been nominated for an award. Seriously? It's like everybody's favorite show. Yeah. What? So, like, if you pay attention to it and think about every time they start talking about winning an award, what they're actually talking about is an Emmy. Right. What they're actually talking about is them really being nominated. (laughs) It's such a a great meta element to the episode. And then also, like, they make obvious reference to Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Basically. Tight. <laughs> yeah, we're all CBS sitcoms. Just talking shit. Yeah, they're making these major references. And then the the episode basically ends with Charlie singing a song saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Is that on the new season? Uh, no, that was that was a few seasons ago. Okay. Maybe nine or ten. It's the best episode. A I buddy think. of mine was telling me that, God, which one is it? There's like an episode where everybody goes to like a water park or something. Uh-huh. That he, was recent. That dude, was that was twelve. Is that twelve? Uh, yeah. He said that it. I think it was Josh said it is like his favorite Sunny episode it's ever. It's so good. Damn. What's it's it on so right now? Uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. What is my excuse? Why am I not watching it? I have no idea. I guess I'm too busy <laughs> doing stuff. I've been busy as fuck lately, Steve. That is true, and you're getting busier. 
somehow. It seems that way. Yeah, it seems as though I'm trying to make myself busier. Yeah. Yeah, because I go like, there's not room for anything, so let's add this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But the the, the idea is is that if I add enough things, then eventually I have free time? Wait, that doesn't work. See, time is like an asshole. Okay. The more you stuff in there, the yeah. bigger it gets. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. it's expanding. Yeah, it's not a flat circle. Gotcha. It's an asshole. I'm starting to understand this now. I'm starting <laughs> to understand how this is working, actually. You know? Damn. So I've been busy working on a, uh, I had this idea for a new, a new YouTube series mm -hmm. uh, called Stuff Bands Do. Yeah. You recently released. Yeah. The debut episode came out today mm -hmm. and it garnered up uh, 10,000 plus views first Hell day. Yeah. Which I'm not sad about, dude. That's, that doesn't seem like something that would make you sad. Yeah. No, it's like it did well and I'm sad. No, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty stoked about it. And actually it was, it was an idea inspired by one Dollywood Steve himself. Who? Me? Yeah. Exactly. So That's a you yeah. who said to me that, that, you know, even the best lesson videos, which is what I usually put uh -huh. on my channel, don't get as much views as bullcrap because anytime you sit down to do a lesson, you're being asked to do work. Mm -hmm. And I completely understand that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's not work. I love learning about guitars. Obviously. But a lot of people on YouTube. And there are a lot of people who do. You, yeah. Your, your lesson videos get a lot of views. Apparently they do. Mm -hmm. So they tell me. So they tell mm -hmm. me. But, you know, it's like by, by putting stuff out that's just fun and watchable, but also kind of sneakily informative too. Mm -hmm. Don't tell anybody they're learning or they'll stop mm -hmm. watching. Alton Browning it in there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just the airplane flies into the hangar with the mm -hmm. vegetables. <laughs> Open up. You know, and that's, here's the history of pickles. Yeah, you have <laughs> to do it that way. You have to. Yeah. So I, I've decided to do this new series where I just talk about stuff that bands do. And it's like, it's vaguely informative where I talk about maybe what tunings and setup and maybe how they write their riffs and scales they use and stuff like that. But I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of fun because... I'm not limited to any particular like genre of just like yeah. just shred players like Vi mm -hmm. and Satriani. It's like it can be what you Maroon can 5 does. Jewel. It can be what Jewel does. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I hear the clock. It's 6 a.m. My pancakes on my waffles too. <laughs> she gets a little bit of that Zoe Deschanel bubble voice. Uh -huh. every Maybe I do what Zoe Deschanel does. Hey, yeah. that would be fun. Bubble voice you is just, pretentious. You just drink a bunch of bubbles. Yeah. Have bangs. Have bangs. Yeah. But, you know, I'm thinking, too, like, I can get... I, this can be a lot of fun. This can be a lot of fun. Because if I do, like, a uh, Stuff Motley Crue does episode, mm -hmm. one of the segments will be dies. <laughs> Gets brought back. Like, maybe there's, like, a minute in the video of just dead silence. Snorts ants. Yeah. yeah. Looks up Ozzy Osbourne's pee. Dude, I'll put all of that in the mm -hmm. video. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. I can do a Led Zeppelin one where somebody gets fucked with a shark, I guess. I don't know. But no, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm happy about the uh, the response it's had so far. So that'll be some good old stuff. That'll be some good old stuff. Other than that, man, it's like I've been so busy lately. I've not really watched any movies. I watched the movie that we're doing next week already. Yeah. But I've not really watched any like other movies or shows mm -hmm. or anything like that. I've also just been kind of perusing on the YouTube a little bit yeah. lately, watching a lot of good mythical and stuff like that mm -hmm. as well, man. Uh, but I have been doing some listening lately. To what? I've been listening to a little bit of music. Oh, no. You ever heard of a music? Hmm. You listen to a demusica? Music. Now, that's when people uh, talk in a way you wouldn't normally talk. Uh, they kind of make the talking go up and down. Up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And there's usually rhythms and notes 
uh, kind of adjoined with them. Oh my God, this is so complicated. It's easier than you might think. Okay. You should Explain. check out a Ramon. A Ramon? A Ramon who are, or the who Ramones. Who are these Ramones? Who are these Ramones? Uh-huh. Are they a Spanish band? Mm-hmm. The Ramones. <laughs> I've been jamming some, some old misfits here lately. Yeah? Which is never a bad idea. No, it's not. Never, ever, ever a, a bad idea. It is a bad idea if, say, for instance, uh, Steven's there and we're drinking because I will be singing every song. Is that bad? No, but my wife gets annoyed by it. I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. I think it's She's cute. like, I'm trying to sleep. Are you drinking right now? <laughs> what is in bed? Are you doing shots in bed and singing at the top of your lungs? I, I want your skulls. If my wife and I are drinking, normally she falls asleep before me. And yeah. then that is, I just end up listening to music and yeah. then waking her up on the couch by singing to myself. I got something to say. Bow, bow. I killed a baby today. <laughs> you got a favorite misfit song when when you think about a favorite misfit? Um man, I really like she. Yeah. yeah that's a good I one. mean that's it's a moody song. It is. Yeah. It is. It's got it I mean, none of their songs are too complex. No. It's got a little bit more complexity than their rest, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I just personally like anything from the Michael Graves era after you got Danzig the hell out of the band. A lot band. of people do love those that era. Why, I Why are people really, dumb? I've never really listened to them. It's not cool. I know. Yeah. Imagine if somebody like listened to the Misfits and then completely misunderstood what makes them good mm-hmm. and focused on that stuff. And it's not good. All right. I don't know. There's there's worse things out there, but it's it Well, pales. they definitely are. Yeah. Sure. Like any punk that came out after 1990, basically. Like a Green Day. Okay, Green Day maybe. Like that one. Day. That one album. Oh, you mean Dookie, Dookie. and Insomniac and Nimrod? <sighs> Nimrod wasn't great. It's kind of like a, a holy trinity where they're they're three in one. One and three. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He they. and they. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he they. I hate that they could be possibly female though. I think that's offensive to the trinity. That is. <laughs> It offends the Trinity when things might be female. Yeah, we need even a, though a triangle looks like a vagina. Yeah, but we need a group male pronoun to use for sure. the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Like, hymns, bros. Oh wait, hymns. Hymns. That's why they're called that. That's why they're called because <laughs> they're songs for the hymns, <laughs> meaning the Trinity. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Myth busted. <laughs> Suck it, Myth. <laughs> yeah, deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy all the Misfit stuff. When I think about some favorites, I really love um, Who Came Along for, for the, the ride. ride Bullet. I love that song, favorite. man. I love, of course, I love Last Caress and Skulls uh-huh. and Eagles Dare. Uh-huh. Teenagers from Mars, though. Is Teenagers from Mars one of my favorites. is fucking awesome. Kinda, that's one that I don't really see people like. Sing the praises of very much. I fucking love that song. We don't care. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Man. That's some great stuff. Mm-hmm. That's some great stuff. You been listening to anything good? Uh, Yeah, I have actually been on a uh, 70s rock kick. Oh, no yeah. doubt. I get on these 70s rock kicks pretty regularly. So what do you listen to when you go for a 70s heart, rock? It's a heart time? Heart all the time. Love yeah. heart. Yeah. Uh, are you a magic man? I am a magic man. Oh, yeah. Um, love, uh, obviously Fleetwood Mac. Meatwood uh, Flack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. With that goat on vocals. Like, exa- I've seen Stevie Nicks live in concert with Tom Petty, and she oh, does sound like a that's, goddamn that's goat. two goats on stage. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it was two and nanny I mean, goats. Just greatest of all times. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goat. Greatest of all time goat. Goats. That's that's a goat. Go- <laughs> yeah, that's that's steamy right there. <laughs> Old steamy nicks. Um, I re- like. I I started listening to some Jefferson Starship. Oh, also, you don't uh, say. And people hate. And people are always like, "Oh, fuck Jefferson Starship." Yeah, yeah. I built this city on bullshit. Yeah, built this city on rock and roll is not a great song. But you know no. what is a great song? Huh. Jane. That's true. That's a fucking awesome song. Can't argue with you. Starts there. off great guitar lick, just fucking awesome. Yeah. And then I don't know. That song just slams you immediately. Like, here's a fucking song, you bastard. Listen to it. You know, I think considering that in the 60s we had Jefferson Airplane. Mm-hmm, which is great. And then later on we got into Jefferson Starship. I mm-hmm. think we need to start a Jefferson band for the current age. Let's start Jefferson Prius. <laughs> we're, we're regressing. The Starship goes into the stars. No, 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 Prius, the Prius, Prius goes Prius. to the store. I mean, you know, Prius goes to the store. I mean, we supposedly went to the moon in 1969. Supposedly, Supp- right. Supposingly. Yeah. Well, now that Trump started the Space Force, I'm sure all, oh, yeah, we're all going of those back. idiots are like, yeah, no, we went to the, mo- the moon. Yeah, definitely. It's true. And the Earth isn't flat now. <laughs> Space Force. Oh, my God, dude. Hey, good thing Flint's still got dirty fucking water, though. Space yeah. Force. Yeah, Space Force. They're going to go up there to space and evaluate the situation with why mm-hmm. there's some people in Puerto Rico without electricity still. Yeah, let's That'll build a help. wall around Puerto Rico. <laughs> An electric wall. An electric wall. How will, they, how will they run it? <laughs> Maybe, okay, that's a proposal. You might be able to get through the House and the Senate and the President would sign on. Put a wall around Puerto Rico, but we specify that it's an electric wall, so then they have to fix I the electric see, infrastructure. I want to see a movie where Trump and his team are down in Puerto Rico, and they've just established an electric wall, and then there's like a Jurassic Park scenario where the fences <laughs> go down, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And the Puerto Ricans escape. Yeah. And instead of being like, John, they're like, Julio, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh no! I'm waiting to see that movie right there. <laughs> Why is it anytime I say Puerto Rican, I feel like I'm saying something racist? <laughs> I don't know, but it kind of feels that when way. So, and also, when certain people say Mexican, yeah, I'm like, oh, oh that it's doesn't like, feel right. Yeah, it's like that's just a nationality. I think but... you're just referring to every brown person right now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds that yeah. way. I know what you mean though, because if you're like, yeah, this Puerto Rican car salesman, it's just like, oh god, why'd you have to bring that up? Why'd you call him Puerto Rican? Well, he's wearing a Puerto Rican flag. He kept telling me he was from Puerto Rico. He's in America, isn't he an American? <laughs> In Puerto Rico, you're an American. Isn't Puerto Rico American? It is. What? It's crazy. Except yeah, they don't right, get though. to vote or count. Uh, yeah, that seems kind of problematic. Yeah. Just like Washington D.C., their votes don't count. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I mean, nobody's Our in D.C. to live there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody's really in D.C. to like live there, though. Is it a real a state? A ton of people live there. I think they're just there to climb the corporate ladder. Oh, man. And enjoy the great food and sites and art museums that DC has to offer. Yeah. And the, the regular protests. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This is me trying to not offend people. <laughs> I'm just going to clarify that. don't want to offend those DC heads yeah. out there who are like, I don't want my vote to count. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, dang, man. Oh, dang. Now, Steve, on today's episode, we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the autopsy. 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 Mm-hmm. 
of Janet Doe. Janet? Yeah. Which oh, I shit. think I watched Jane Doe. Oh fuck. Damn Is it. Is that what we were watching? Did you watch the sci-fi version of this movie? Yeah. I mean the CGI was like really bad and the acting wasn't good, but it, it was, was strange short. that there were dinosaurs in it. I thought it was kind of cool. Alright. Seemed pretty normal. Given the rest of the scenario. Was Brian Cox also in it? Yeah, of course he oh, okay. was. Okay, well, fine. It's yeah. pretty much the same. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a movie that I have I have gotten requests for since we started the podcast. Yeah, people have been talking about it. Yeah, because this is kind of one of like the, the hottest, newer horror movies to come out in a long time. I know whenever it came out in, what, 2016? Is that right? Uh, yeah, 2016. I know that a lot of people were just losing their minds over it, and like, everybody was asking me if I'd seen it, and somehow mm-hmm. it just it slipped through the cracks, and I hadn't seen it until we decided to do it for this yep. episode. So thanks to you guys for shouting out to us and uh, asking us to do this movie on the show. We always appreciate I will thank you for shouting out to to us and recommending <laughs> I will not thank you for this movie I refuse oh damn hard because I watched this movie before we ever even decide to do it yeah uh, because of requests uh, dude it's Dollywood Steve the hardcore legend right yeah. here the like I'll tell you legend. this this movie sucks not and a fan not a fan at all um, and we get requests from people all the time. And I watch the movies if I if I get a chance. I recently watched uh, Frontiers. Frontiers that, uh, was recommended by our is main man Roger on, Miller. Is that on Netflix? Um, who's in it? It's on Shutter. It's a French movie. It's I not don't the one know. I'm thinking I don't, of yeah. No, it's kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Frontiers. Uh, it has a lot of the positive things that. Uh, High tension has, I think. Okay. No weird, like. So great masturbation twist. scene to great masturbation cheap scene. reggae. Yeah, obviously. All right, that's good. Steve Rule lookalike. Steve Rule lookalike. All exactly. right, I like that. Is that a French extreme film? Yeah, it's yeah, it's part of that new. How French come you're getting so extreme over there? Um, they have a very conservative country. They do actually. Of, yeah. Uh, people with liberal ideas. It's kind of odd, yeah. Like mm. you think of France as, and you know, a lot of places in Europe as being so mega liberal. And it's like actually a lot of them are pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd. Extremely. A lot of France is covered very much in mm-hmm. very religious, very conservative people. Yeah, we talked about that a good bit when we did yeah, uh, yeah. Raw. Yeah, yeah, when we did Raw, mm-hmm. that's correct. That's a cool movie. But uh, Frontier worth a watch. It's on Shutter. Huh. Check it out. I might have to give that a scope out. Yeah, they're just getting extreme over there, man. I wonder <laughs> if, like, dude, I wonder if, if you go in a French gas station, like, right now, if it's, mm-hmm. like, going in an American gas station in, like, 1998, where it's, like, extreme Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah, Mountain Dew Extreme. Okay, soda. <laughs> that, Remember that, that one? <laughs> like, when that everything one. was extreme, Coke released okay soda. No, Maybe I don't remember like, that. People are going to be tired of extreme stuff. Okay soda was okay. I do not remember that. Had, the thing that they had, the OK Soda had, was the the uh, can design was really cool. Okay. And there were several different designs. I never saw but that. But then the soda itself was just a sort of citrus soda. Kind of kind of like an orange Mountain Dew. Hmm. I guess. Does not sound OK by me. Yeah. Hmm. You ever have a Jolt Cola? You ever get into that? Jolt? I've never had, but my wife has. It's kind of like a 90s cult following thing. I never liked yeah. it, though. Yeah, I never I never had it. It just kind of tastes like shitty you had RC a lightning cola bolt on it. Is that not correct? I think that it did. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Yeah, I never really got into that. So, considering that the topic of one autopsy of Janet Doe mm-hmm. is about old dead person, mm-hmm. I think it would be a great idea if we took ourselves 
a little quiz here to find out what percent dead we are inside. Well, Ben, the name of our show is Dead and Lovely. It just makes which sense. Which tends to indicate, since we are sitting here very much alive and well, that we must be dead inside. You know, if we were smarter, one of us would have done a quiz to find out how dead we are, and then the other one would do a quiz to find out how lovely they are. There's probably like well, a how I lovely mean, uh, who, It wouldn't matter. One or the other does the lovely. It would say 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you do the dead quiz and be like, oh, no, no, you're lovely. No, you're lovely, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Please refer to our lovely quiz. <laughs> So this comes from um, BuzzFeed staff Canada, Sarah mm-hmm. Aspler. Oh, man. And, oh, and she's uh, got a picture with that Snapchat filter with the, the dog ears and the dog mouth. Boy, I haven't seen that all day. How original. <laughs> man, listen. If you think that, that fucking Snapchat and stuff is anything other than a facial recognition database. Yeah, that's all it is. And that they're not selling yeah. your image and whereabouts to the government yeah. and stuff, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. That's all that it is, man. Yeah. I've not been snapping nor chatting. Okay, so we've got ourselves a quiz here that's going to tell us what percent dead are you inside. Now, Steve, let me ask you the first question we have on our list here. Mm -hmm. Have you ever worked in a job in customer service or retail? Okay. you got four choices here. Yes, and it's absolutely the fucking worst. Right. Yes, but I never cared enough to hate it. Okay. Yes, and I actually liked the experience. Hmm. Or, I am blessed to have never experienced the darkness that is a retail job. Now, uh, I'll say this before yeah. we get to your answer here. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody, like the same way that a lot of countries have mandatory military service. Yes. I think that everywhere in America, you should be made to work a retail or food service job mm-hmm. for at least like a year of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I see so many people that treat retail and food service workers like they are fucking shit. Like yep. they're not even human beings just people trying to scratch worst. out a living. And, dude, it's like, I feel like if you've ever worked at a place like that, you can't treat people like that because you remember what it was like to be there. Mm-hmm. It should be mandatory. If uh, we're including in customer service here, yeah. serving tables. Oh, absolutely so, yeah. Yes, and it's absolutely the fucking worst. You worked for O'Chucks, didn't you? O'Charlie's? Yeah, and by the way, I'm not. Uh, I worked at O'Charlie's, and um, I, I think O'Charlie's, if you're talking about chains like TJ Friday's, Chili's, etc. Yeah. Charlie's is your best bet. Mm-hmm. Their their food is all uh is all made by the people Char- O yeah. Charlie's company. Mm-hmm. The the beef they have their own butcher etc. That's it's high quality. Actually, much higher quality than I would imagine. Yeah. Now um, I heard that they pay you in buttered rolls and that the bonuses are ooey gooey caramel pie. Is that correct? Yes. Basically, so that's cool. Um, serving tables in America. Yeah. Uh, just shout out to our all our listen listeners in Norway. Hey, we hey. got a big Norway bump recently. You don't say. Tight. Uh, in guys America, are true cult black metalers. The, there's a such thing as a minimum wage here. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't apply to servers. Well, because they're less than human. They're less than yeah. human. So the minimum wage for servers is two dollars and thirteen cents an hour, which hasn't changed since we were born. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Even though like a jug of milk used to cost a dollar, now it's like six bucks. Yeah. No Fuck change. you if you serve tables. Yeah. That's your fault. The My thing- dog barking. Oh, hey, Zora. She just yelpins. <laughs> uh, and so the expectation is that it'll be covered by people tipping. It won't. This is an expectation, however, that no one is taught. Yes. Like, if, if that's the expectation, there should be a sign on the front of the door that says our servers... We, we massively underpay our servers because we're yeah. terrible people. Yeah. We expect you to make up the difference. Yeah, exactly. You get to be someone's boss for an hour, and you're probably an asshole, and you get to determine their wage. 
it's not a great scenario to be on the receiving end mm-hmm. of. I used to, uh, and still do, have dreams about serving tables. It's They're like a, always nightmares. It's like PTSD. When I worked at O'Charlie's, I seriously at one point talked to my boss and was like, I was just like, I think next time I have a dream, I'm charging you guys for the hours <laughs> that I worked in my dream. Yeah. Because first off, 2013 cents is nothing. Yeah, you can spare that. You. Fuck you. And second off, it makes it makes sleep impossible. Like yeah. you're just tossing and turning and angry. Yeah. Like every dream that I have about serving tables is I keep getting like new tables sat yeah and there's one table i have that's been there an hour and i forgot about oh shit and i can't remember anything i think you're like me where you have like because i i also have dreams every now and then about like you know it's like oh shit i have a new lesson that's starting today and i'm like an hour away yeah and stuff like that like oh shit i forgot i was supposed to teach today i still have uh dreams where oh shit i i signed up for a class yeah uh, three months ago and i just have never gone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I have I have the dreams that are just like I I fear disappointing people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So I, I have that kind of shit as well. To things, not because yeah. I, I think it's a huge imposition, but I feel like I'm disappointing people. Right. Dude, I'm stoked when people show up late to stuff. I I'm, showed up late to your birthday party the other day. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Like th- those when those first couple people show up mm-hmm. and it's just kinda awkward and You're it's like angry at them. Dude, and it's like, on time. Yeah, it's like how dare you how dare you sir yeah but, but it is awkward yeah because it's mm-hmm. like just two or three people are there they don't know each other nobody's been drinking enough mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like well this is strange <laughs> yeah so i like when people show up late i like showing up late to stuff personally so you have worked in yeah. customer service yeah i have worked uh i have i have worked at the walmart oh god I'm so glad I avoided it. Dude, I I seriously, I did not hate working for Walmart. Really? Now, I'll I'll tell you this. I was a 16, 17-year-old dude who lived at home, Mm -hmm. who had literally no expenses. Okay. So Then then Walmart will work for you. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, like, let's say, a single parent or even a married parent, you know, a partnered parent, Mm -hmm. trying to raise kids off of a shit-ass living that the Waltons are paying me while Mm -hmm. they're rolling in dough like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Um, so for me at the time, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what too, man, like so many important things happened to me when I got that job. That was my first job Mm -hmm. was working at Walmart. It's like before that, and and this is kind of weird, I think to a lot of people that, that know me from social media stuff, I used to be so fucking shy. Really? Yeah. Cause I grew up homeschooled. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had homeschool and like Mm. I went to church on Sundays. It's like, I never saw humans. Right. You know, that I wasn't related to. Uh So it's like, I used to just be fucking painfully, ridiculously shy. And even when I started working at Walmart, it's like talking to customers, talking to coworkers, like I couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's like, I reached a point while I was working there where like, I seriously just got sick of it. Yeah. Not sick of Walmart. I got sick of being awkward. So you're like, I'm going to fix this. Yeah, exactly. Like it got to a point where I'm like, you know what? This sucks. Uh Like this isn't. I just remember sitting there and being like, this isn't helping me. It's not helping me to be this way. So you bought a book on pickup artistry? Yeah, exactly. I started watching a lot a of the pickup artists. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Started buying some swords from the mall. I started wearing Curve. 
Started wearing Curve. That'll do That's it. what turned it around. That really curve. did work for me in high school, by the way. <laughs> is there curve? anything worse than the combination of Curve and cigarette smoke? Oh, God. It is actually every, the worst. Every single cologne and cigarette smoke is, is disgusting. Ugh, yeah, every person who smokes cigarettes and thinks they're covering it up with cologne, you're, Ooh, not. you're not. You're not. Let me let me go ahead and break that to you. It <laughs> is not, not covering working. it up. It's actually worse. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like I, I learned a lot of good stuff whenever I worked there. And, and it's also where I met my future wife oh boy hey i'll tell you what if you can't get at walmart you don't need it (laughs) (laughs) i don't shop at walmart um it's good to try not to yeah i yeah i i don't shame people for shopping at walmart but i have found it's actually really easy to not shop at walmart it is yeah it is especially amazon which is the walmart of the internet but it is and i i I don't i don't prefer if i if i'm buying from amazon i do prefer to buy from a a different seller than amazon but that doesn't really change a lot because a lot of those sellers are being processed at the amazon plant pretty much and somebody is not getting to pee yeah to process my order well, I'm going to answer this yes, and I actually like the experience because well, I, I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that because I know most people had really bad times with yeah. it. And, you know, even I'll say, too, like at one point after working at Walmart, I also worked for a catering service or for uh-huh. Aramark, okay. which is like a national catering service. Uh-huh. And it was just like serving, you know, um, tables. It was like a fight club job. Yeah. You know, for like banquets of just like, oh, it's the it's the. Fucking Jefferson County Old People's Convention oh, at Carson God. Newman Campus. Come serve these tables. You, were, it's, it you was weren't expected to be tipped, right? You were getting paid. No, yeah, it was just... Okay. An, and actually, the hourly pay, it wasn't It wasn't terrible. Yeah, honestly, I would go back. I would... If I, if I absolutely had to uh, go back and serve tables, I would do it if it was just straight pay. If I wasn't yeah, yeah. working for tips. Well, and you know what? I'll even... Because I'm good with people. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's an easy job. Yeah, yeah. It's just when the stress is am i gonna get money from this person yeah exactly or yeah. am i making two dollars to yeah. keep refilling this guy's coke yeah uh, and I'll, I'll go back and add a caveat about when i worked at walmart too uh-huh. i worked in lawn and garden oh that's an awesome yeah. section if you are going to get a job at walmart try to go for that lawn and garden position because yeah. it's like where i was at you know but and again this is just one of those kind of sexist things but it's like because i'm a dude mm-hmm. i was i was out in like the corral area like loading bags of mulch and timbers yeah. and stuff into people's cars whenever they ordered them but then whenever i wasn't doing that i was inside working the cash register or yeah stocking shelves being in the air conditioning basically yeah or i'd be putting together grills and lawnmowers or like you know whenever christmas rolls around it becomes All a christmas that department just fine to me it, is, it was fine because yeah. like i wasn't doing the same thing all the time i wasn't uh-huh. changed to chained to a cash register like a veal yeah so yeah if you're gonna work at walmart check get that lawn garden position y'all what's next steve <laughs> how much of your wardrobe is black okay all right all of it most of it maybe half does black underwear count um, so I wear black a lot. Mm-hmm. I do wear black a lot. And I think it's partially because I wasn't allowed to wear black as a kid. Jesus. Seri- that's that's oh how conservative God. I grew up. That's so crazy. Seriously, like, yeah. like it, my, my mom had this like borderline nutso aversion to the color black. Jesus. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Homeschool. Religion. Yay. Man, that's... I mean, I do remember just as a teenager... Uh, wearing, you know, I, I didn't wear all black, but just Some. Uh, when I started dressing a bit more towards the darker spectrum, yeah. I do remember my grandmother 
having a bit of an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. Thinking I was a Satanist. Oh, man. Only Satanists wear black shirts mm-hmm. from Old Navy. Mm-hmm. Especially during the wintertime. Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially during the wintertime, dude. It's just like, man, I have several pairs of black pants that are ex- the exact same. Mm-hmm. I uh, I typically go to like you know like an old navy or somewhere that and buy as many just like really dark gray like what mm-hmm. you're wearing right now yeah or like black actually, for me like I don't wear a lot of black but I, I do wear dark gray yeah yeah um, but I I'm I like for you if, let's just get into our colors all right black works really well with your it's skin and me. hair oh it looks really good I'm uh I look good in a maroon color. I tend to so agree with that. So I wear a good that. bit of maroon. I don't get too much into the black. Oh, you're like a Weasley. I'm like a Weasley. Maroon again. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say most of it. Okay. I just I, I wear the same. Like I said, I buy clones of the same shirt uh-huh. or black hoodies all the time. And then also too, like it just seems like pretty much all band merch comes in black. So I've like eight that million black true. band shirts. Yeah. Come on, metal. Just like a pink shirt. That'd be fun. Maybe get on to that. Yeah. What you um, answering? I'd say may no, not even half, honestly. I do have black underwear. I'm gonna say maybe half. Okay, maybe, maybe half. half. Maybe half. That works. All right. Now, Steve, would you consider yourself, quote, a hugger? Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally. I'm the type of person who hugs everyone before I leave a party. Uh-huh. I only really hug my friends and family. Gotcha. Not really. Or people hug me and I pray for it to end quickly. You know, we've actually talked about this before. I'm a huge hugger. I want to hug everybody. That you are. But um, I have learned that there are a ton of people out there that don't necessarily like to be hugged. A lot of people don't want that hugging. So I do reserve it for friends and family. Mostly just because I want to know that the person is cool with it. Yeah. And even then, I'm always a little hesitant because I got that anxiety. Yeah. Always a little hesitant because I'm like, what if they don't like it? Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. You know, I I'm I think I'm just gonna go with not really. Yeah. Because I used to actually be quite the hugsman. Mm-hmm. I used to be quite the hugsman. <laughs> just giving out hugs left and right. Just like they were going out of style. It was oh, it's the last day to hug, huh? Let's give them out. Let's give them out. <laughs> Tomorrow hugs will be banned. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's like over the years, it's kind of like what you're saying. I've I've kind of grown used to the fact that a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. So I've kind of become like really self-conscious about it to mm-hmm. where I'm just like, you know what? How about a big high five? I think there's even some people I meet. I don't want, I don't want to shake their hands. Wow. Some people said <laughs> some, cause some people seem gross. Dude, I'm a handshaker for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll shake hands with everybody. Yeah. Bums, whoever doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wash my hands pretty regularly. So. Strong choice. And my, my wife's always carrying uh, some some uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah? But yeah, I think, man, I really, I understand that uh, people don't like to be hugged, but I do think that a lot of like tension in social situations has to do with the huggers being like, man, I gotta rein it in. And yeah. the, the non-huggers being like, God, I hope nobody hugs me. Not that. Not the <laughs> hug. All right, what do we got next? Do you enjoy videos of unlikely... Oh, my gosh. Do you enjoy videos of unlikely friendships between different species of animals? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes, OMG, send me one immediately. Yes. Only the ones that involves puppies and goats. I love those. Sometimes, but don't tell anyone that I do. I want to tell the world. I do, too. I don't really get the, pe- the appeal of it all. That's somebody who is dead inside. Yeah. Um. Yes. Absolutely. It's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. the best. Dude, I follow this page on Instagram called Ducks Make Great Pets. Uh-huh, yeah, you told me about Fuck. it. And, uh, and we, as a podcast, follow them. 
It's the best. Because they're great. It's the best. It's just like this this gorgeous, what is it, like a golden retriever? Mm-hmm. And, and his duck friend. Yeah, and these people that have ducks, and the, the, the duck and the dog just snuggle and cuddle. Sometimes the dog lays his head down on the duck, and the duck's like, oh, God, I'm kind of trapped. Oh. But it's adorable. It's adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, we used to have ducks, and they do make great pets. They do, I know. They're not great inside because they do shit a lot. Yeah, they're not great at holding the poop inside their yeah. bodies. But they, they are really nice, uh, really sweet animals. Dude, they are so sweet, man. And the, all, the, all their little noises have different meanings and stuff, Aww. and they're the best. So, yeah, they do. It all does right. make it, it makes it weird for me to eat duck. My wife They won't are like delicious. I do love a duck. It went a long time before I had a duck. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think the first time that I had a duck was whenever we went to um, see my wife's sister in Boston for uh-huh. Thanksgiving. We didn't do turkey. We did duck. Uh-huh. And she did this. Much like, better choice. Dude, she did this awesome um, like duck breast that was made with. Dude, it, it, it had something to do with like orange and tea and all mm-hmm. kinds of great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck. It was awesome, yeah. dude. It was amazing. That's really good. And they're really cute. So. I never had a good Peking duck. I have at Lemongrass in Knoxville. No shit. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Uh, it, it was good when I had it then. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's duck is one of those things that you can easily overcook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but with a Peking, you get that crispy ass skin that, oh, and stuff. God, is it the best? So good. It's so good. Fuck. Yeah. I want to go to there, man. All right, Steve. What do you think your soul looks like? <laughs> A squishy purple blob full of hopes and dreams. Right. It looks like me, but a ghost version of me you see in movies. Okay. It's in. It's completely invisible. Mm-hmm. That means maybe non-existent. I think. Uh huh. Or a black fool. Yeah. Which one of these is non-existent? Is <laughs> not happening. Uh. I, don't, I think invisible. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with it's completely invisible. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That ain't happening. No. You go nowhere. Don't. I, uh, no You're just a bunch of ones and zeros. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. And if it could be quantified in ones and zeros, there's nothing specifically me about it. Game over, dude. Yeah, game over, man. <laughs> I die, I cease to exist. <laughs> even, if you could, even if you could capture everything that is me in ones and zeros, I won't be experiencing whatever that program experiences. Yeah, but who is I? Do you think that's I air am. you're breathing? Oh, shit. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. There is no spoon. <laughs> Man, that movie, by the way. We need to cover. We should. The Matrix We need is great. to talk about The Matrix. Um, and it, you I mean s- The Matrix Reloaded is great. Oh, of course I do. Matrix yeah, Revolutions is where it's at. Uh, yeah, yeah. First one, uh, that we movie all came know. Out, right, that movie and Fight Club both came out right at the time when young Steve was discovering LSD. <laughs> oh, man. So you're like, yeah, nothing's real. Shit. Nothing's real. And, and it stuck with me. Nothing is real. <laughs> <laughs> Except for your love of Marilyn Manson. Oh, man. 100%. I used to have uh, a couple of Marilyn Manson t-shirts. I was a Marilyn Manson fan. Uh, I, I don't say that I'm not a Marilyn Manson fan now. It's just that everything after... Well, you're non-practicing. I'm a non-practicing. Non-practicing. Everything after Antichrist Superstar wasn't good to me. But you know, Antichrist Superstar is one of the best albums uh, of the 90s. I have never listened to it start to finish. Uh-oh. Ever. I've listened to it start to finish a million times. I need to do it. And it's funny because for some reason it's been on my mind. Actually, I know why it's been on my mind. Why? Because Tony fucking Wiggins. Tony fucking Wiggins. 
Pantera's former bus driver that owns a liquor store he's, down here. He's Volunteer Spirits in Jefferson County, Tennessee. Come see him and buy uh-huh. some great, great liquors and stuff. And tell him that you really loved his cover of Cake and Sodomy yeah. on the Smells Like Children album. And he like was Mance's bus driver and stuff, mm-hmm. too. That, By the way, that cover is... Uh, not for the faint at heart. <laughs> that original song is not for the faint at no. heart, but the cover is even dirtier. For the haint of fart. Uh-huh. So that's why I've been thinking about listening to that. But yeah, I never I never actually have. Now, as for my soul, yeah. Um, I'm very optimistic right that's now true. and hopeful about a lot of things. I don't think that I have a soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor does anybody. I don't yeah. I don't I but listen. What if some people do? If there's uh, new listeners listening now, let me know. Hey doggy bark. My dog making another well, appearance on the that, podcast. That dog's like, You're talking blasphemy. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Salem's a three hundred year old witch. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, so mine is squishy purple blob full of hopes and dreams right now. Um well, what is your most recently used emoji? Well, this is easy. Okay. Oh, wait. No, it's not because no emoji is not an option. <laughs> You're not one to talk in hieroglyphics, are you? No. Or I don't I don't, I don't. do... Uh, I don't even do LOL or anything like that. I don't think I've ever seen you do that. No. I don't. I, I'll, I'll say ha. You're too much of a fucking, you know, English major to do that shit. No, I don't mind those. That's the thing is I'm not one of those people that's like, that's not a word or whatever. I don't mind those things, and I'm fine with other people using them. Yeah. Using them. But for me, uh, I want my communication to be clear always. And LOL the is the least clear <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> I'll tell you the one that drives me the most nuts. Uh-huh. Sending K instead of OK. Yeah. Like, I understand that initially... In the days of like the Nokia fifty one hundred, yeah, when you had a limited number of, of yeah. letters you could use, or to like you know make the letter C, you had to press one three times. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, so we started using just the letter U to represent Y O U. But it's like these days where everybody has a keypad with a full keyboard on it, and it will finish your words for you. You yeah. don't even have to type them all the way out. Yeah, if you just type K. Instead of okay, <laughs> you probably had to dismiss a recommended word. Yeah, you, just to send you mean the K? I? <laughs> no, and it's like okay, so there's two clicks right there. Yeah, to spell K instead of just okay, mm-hmm. which would have taken two clicks. Yeah, that drives me insane. Yeah. Also, baby boomers, mm-hmm. the wildest with the text shortcuts. They're the worst. The wildest. They're the worst. My mom, a text from my mom is illegible. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's insane, mm-hmm. man. I don't understand. So for you, like, none of these would apply. None of these would apply, but um, I do think, I, I would say if I have sent one, I know I've sent one to my wife or something because she... Uh, kept sending me a bunch of emojis so yeah. I sent one back to her pressured you into it I, I think it was the eggplant so. right on it's a strong choice mm-hmm. uh, I would go with the old pink heart I'm pretty sure I've sent that many yeah. times to people be like love your channel dude I do I do uh, I want to go back to being an English major and yeah. one of the things that annoys me the most is when somebody gets uptight about language and mm-hmm. they're like I'm an English major or I read a lot of books and it's like then you know that language evolves and that that's the beauty of language and the beauty of communication is that things change yeah. and have different meanings and become new. Yeah. So don't get upset about it. Yeah. Fair I also don't get grammar Nazis. Okay. I, right. if right. I can't understand what it says, mm. 
Kafife. because of the grammar. Mm-hmm. Kafife. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. If, say, for instance, I, I worked at a security company once, and their training manual was written by a person who had no idea how to communicate. Oh. That, that irritated That's me. That's a problem. But if it's a Facebook post about, you know, some... A video of a, a fox and a, and a rooster that Aww, are friends. Oh, send that to me. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Tag me, dude. Um, if it's that, and and somebody's like, you know, I love this. Uh, I, this gave me a great ideal. And yeah. then somebody's like, it's idea. Oh, fuck it's you. Like, you've already fucked someone's day up. They just saw a great video of yeah. a fox and a rooster. Let them enjoy it. And made a small mistake in their grammar. And now your ass comes along. <laughs> it's idea. Yeah, of course it's idea. <laughs> Duh. You you understood it. So you why correct it? it? <laughs> okay, yeah. If you're correcting it, that means it was understood. Yeah. So that's a fair enough point. It's a fair enough point. All right, what's next? What are you afraid of? Oh. Accidentally reading a spoiler I, online. I, that does give me some fears. Sometimes. Uh, that your dog could one day suddenly start talking and she, he knows all your secrets. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, that's a good fear. Right, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Choking on a piece of cheese alone in your bedroom and dying. Now, see, are you uh, in there doing shots and eating cheese while your wife's just trying to sleep? Yes. Because you're you're singing the Misfits and you're eating the cheese. Uh-huh. And you're like, I want your score. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I fear nothing. I am already dead. Damn. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, uh, what about you, Ben? Ooh. I guess of these... I guess I'm just going to go with... Uh, Probably accidentally reading a spoiler online because, okay. yeah, you know, I stay pretty busy. So a lot of times I can't see that new shit yeah. right when it comes out. And so I do get a little bit I nervous. I hate when the titles of articles oh, sort dude. of spoil stuff. I know. <laughs> it's just like, can yeah. you believe he was dead the entire <laughs> the entire time in The Sixth Sense? No, I couldn't. That happened Damn to me, it. by the way. And yeah, David Letterman ruined The Sixth Sense for me. Oh, way to go, Dave. Yeah. Ass. Asshole. <laughs> Um, uh, somebody I worked with also ruined the others for me. She really? was like, you'd never guess they were dead the whole time. And I was like, I wouldn't have. <laughs> Thanks. That's ruined now. Great. It didn't ruin it though. That movie's still pretty That good. movie's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. What about you? What do you fear? Um, I would say, cause I really love alone time. Yeah. I'd say choking on a piece of cheese alone in my bedroom and <laughs> be a pretty lame way to go uh, yeah at least it's cheese though and not like a hot pocket or something how do you choke on cheese have you ever choked on cheese it's a hard cheese it's like a parmesan oh uh, why am i just eating chunks of parmesan <laughs> dude i fear people who say parmesan instead of parmesan yeah i don't care if it's right what or about whatever. parmesan oh go to fucking hell are you kidding me you're just trying to piss me off no i mean parmesan can be good with certain things grapes Parmesan and a grape? Oh, yeah. Quite good. Uh-huh. 100%. But it didn't say Parmesan and grapes. It didn't say that, but it should have. Probably should have. All right, Steve. What type of emotional response do you have after seeing an elderly couple taking a selfie? Hmm. You find the tallest nearby mountain and scream, love is real! That's awesome. <laughs> Think to yourself, that's pretty darn adorable. Uh-huh. Feel guilty about not calling your grandma. Oh. I don't have yeah (laughs) both my grandmas are dead oh you so you feel real guilty like dang I can't call a ghost (laughs) I call Kay's grandparents though they're 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 my real grandparents yeah that makes sense or you don't even notice them you're running late for your job in retail (laughs) oh shit you're in the dream dude you're in your dream oh no um those first two answers are um 
what I'm narrowed down to. And yeah. I think, honestly... Go with uh, the first one. I'm more like the second one. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, that's it. I My wife and I, we love to see cute old couples. Um, like an Up. Yeah. Oh, man. That movie. The most Ooh. crushing movie of all time. God, and, and the short before it. Remember the short before oh, God, it? I was already I, crying I, thank before you. Up even came I forgot came about that. Yeah, I did forget about it. Dude, that's when Kate and I knew we had been sucker punched. We went and saw that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sucker oh, let's... Punch? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go and sit down and watch Up, this new Pixar movie. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Last couple of Pixar movies have been kind of emotional, but this will be fun. There's mm-hmm. at least this fun little short. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why am I so sad? <laughs> and it was brutal. Yeah. And then Up started and it got worse. Oh, God. So emotionally devastating that it's opening. Punishing. But also very sweet. I think. Yeah. It's real bad. Because I wasn't married when, when I saw it. I wasn't... I don't even think I was in a, a major relationship. Yeah, yeah. I think I was probably dating someone. But In the minor leagues. I was in the minor leagues. <laughs> dating in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I saw it again more recently now yeah. that I'm married and been married for, for quite a while. And it was so much more devastating. Yeah, oh, it was it's like, punishing. I can actually imagine what that feels like. Yeah. And that's the worst. And it's the worst, yeah. man. So I'm going to go with Think to Yourself. That's pretty darn adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, I generally get very annoyed whenever I see people taking selfies in public. Yeah, it depends. But um, old people's different. Old people, are, yes. <laughs> even, even if old people have a selfie stick and they're like holding other people up by holding a selfie stick out, it's just like, Aww. This is still cute. Look at y'all. This is still cute. What's next? Your BFF just got engaged and posted it all over Facebook. Oh, God. What do you comment? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm about to grammar Nazi here. <laughs> Give me. It says, uh, incredibly long message. <laughs> Not and? And incredibly Get long message. Get it together, message. BuzzFeed Canada. Fuck y'all. <laughs> An incredibly long message detailing the history of your friendship and how happy you are with a ton of heart emojis. No. You call them immediately asking for deets. You just like the post. Okay. You sign off Facebook, walk over to your closet, and pick out an entirely black outfit to wear to their wedding. <laughs> so, I'll tell you a great story. Huh. So, there was one night uh, early last year. It was like around January or so of last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate and I were watching a movie here at home that we just heard about called John Wick. John Wick's great. And uh, it was a night where it was just like, I think we'd both been working all week. And it was just like, you know, it's Friday. Fuck it. Let's mm-hmm. get fajitas and tequila. Get through on Friday. Yeah, through on Friday. Mm-hmm. And after that, while we were just like, you know, feeling drunk and fat and sassy, it's like, mm-hmm. let's watch this John Wick. I heard this is really good. So we're watching John Wick. And we're like, oh, my God, this movie is fucking awesome. Um, and we were quite intoxicated. Mm-hmm. And at some point, probably about like three quarters of the way through the movie, I get a text phone, uh, a text on my phone from my man Josh, mm-hmm. best buddy Josh, who've known my in, literally my entire life, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, dude, I just asked Brooke to marry me." Like he, <laughs> he had planned out this huge, awesome. elaborate, super romantic engagement thing and really? stuff. Yeah, it was oh. like a big deal. I'll have to tell my engagement story then. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, middle of the movie, he texts me. He's like, "Yo, dude, I just asked Brooke to to marry me," and she said yes. And I think my text message back read something like. Dude, that's sick. Have you ever seen John Wick? It's awesome. (laughs) You guys have got to see this. (laughs) Because, dude, like, the thing is to me, marriage doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. I think if you're more committed to someone because you're married to them, you fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. Your relationship 
uh, with Kate, you were together for quite a while before you yeah, guys we got ever married. Yeah, we got married on our 10 year anniversary. And, yeah. Um, so we could get a better loan on a house. Exactly. And nothing changed yeah, an in your relationship. Right? No, it shouldn't. It didn't. No. Same with me and my wife. Nothing changed in our relationship. Yeah. Um, she was already basically living with me. I yeah, had yeah. just moved into a much nicer apartment in uh, in West Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> she, like, I had already been thinking about marrying her, and she, she started this conversation that I knew was the let's talk about marriage yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. But for real, though. And <laughs> were you watching John Wick? No, I wasn't watching John Wick. <laughs> Before that came out. Um, and I was sitting there knowing what was happening. So for some reason, I don't normally do this, but for some reason I thought it was so funny to pretend like I didn't know what she was getting at. Okay, yeah. And so she and was like, huh? like, what the what? She was like, do you think they'd let you move into a bigger apartment here? Like if, you know, you just moved One in. One like, for two people? Yeah, like maybe a two bedroom. And I was like, huh, why would I want to do that? Yeah, but why? She was like, I don't know, like maybe if somebody else was living with you. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I don't know why that would happen. Like, what, yeah, what would happen? Like, like, I don't need a roommate. I don't need a roommate. I just moved out because I didn't want to have roommates. That's yeah. so weird. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> and eventually my wife was just like, I don't know, like maybe if you wanted to get married or something. And <laughs> to I was who? Like, I, that's what I was like, who, who would I get married to? <laughs> <laughs> you said that. <laughs> and she was like, me? And I was like, hmm, that might be fun. Uh, yeah, let's give it the old so, college try. Uh, it's when my, whenever my wife gets asked about our engagement story, she gets a little embarrassed because it's not some big elaborate, like yeah. I took her out into her favorite place or whatever. It was, it was really me being kind of a dick joking around with her and then being like yes of course i want to marry you it's a pro move. let's get married <laughs> that's a pro move man that's amazing um all right so, so i'm anyway. gonna i'm gonna go with i just like the post yeah i'm kind of like the king of the post like on facebook where it's just like i and again this that's, is such a first world complaint dude it's like yeah. i get so many facebook notifications and yeah. stuff that it's like i can't res- i literally mm-hmm. can't respond to everything or else my thumbs would fall off and i wouldn't be able to hold a pick if, if it weren't for this podcast, I would never go on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as it is, I love our, our podcast Facebook. I love group, talking with our fans, yeah. It's real fun. So. Yeah, that's the thing is like, dude, like, I love talking with our fans on our group and stuff. Like, that's the best. That's yeah. my favorite thing to do on Facebook. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay, so what's your choice you're going with here? Um, I would just like to post, but I'll say my my wife would do this. She would call them immediately asking for details for me. She wanted a dish. She wants the deets, so I'll say call them immediately. Hey, Steve, I'll, I'll drink to that. You want to have a beer to that one? Yeah, there? what do you got here? So we finished off this Laganit, which was divine. Now we're going to have ourselves a green man, Ipa. She India went before Pale the Ale. green man. <laughs> this is I from... love you five ever. Do you know that story? It's an old internet no. story of... Uh, uh, it's really stupid. Uh, it's oh, it's like a meme. Um, yeah. Uh, a girl asked her her boyfriend, "Are you gonna love me forever?" And he said no. And she got so distraught, she ran. But she ran before the light turned on the walk, don't walk sign. Or as it said in the internet story, she went before the green man. What? And got hit by a car. And he ran up to her, and he said. I was gonna say I'm gonna love you five ever. That's fucking dumb. And then a twelve-year-old girl cried. Wow. 
That's deep shit right That's there. Deep. That's deep stuff. You ever had a green man IPA? I haven't. I'm, I'm from I'm North Kakalaki. Yeah, I've I see this uh, at the store all the time. They make some good stuff. And I'll tell you what, I'm not, uh, I'm not brave. I don't think when it comes to choosing beers sometimes. Yeah. Because there's so many options, I get I kind of freeze up. Yeah, yeah. Option and, paralysis. Yeah. And you're like. Um, uh, Budweiser with lime, and I'll I'll get the mix and match. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you're paying about the same. Yeah, sure. About ten bucks for a six yeah. pack. I'll get the mix and match, and I'll get six different beers, and be like, I'll try this, this, and this. I'm a little brave when it comes to that. Then I never remember which, which of those beers I liked mm. and with, what it tasted like. I mean, that's why they make Brewgene and apps like that. You could always yeah. go with one of those. All right, Steve. How do you feel about making small talk? How do you feel about that beer? That's a good one. That's a good, one. It's it's a, good. man. Nothing exceptional about it. No. But it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's a consistent beer. That's what I feel about it. They make a couple of other ones um, that are pretty dope. I get them confused a lot with Highland Brewing Company. Oh, I love Highland. Yeah, Highland makes yeah. a lot of good stuff. But Green Man makes some other good IPAs that, that I also enjoy quite a lot. All right, how do you feel about making small talk? I thrive on small talk. Uh-huh. It usually makes things less awkward, which is good. Uh-huh. It's not the worst thing in the world, or I don't care about your grandkids, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. That's good. Man, I'm a I'm a big jibber jabber yeah. type of person. My whole family is. My mom um, talks constantly, mm-hmm. so I grew up just thinking that's normal. Oh, talking mom. Yeah. So I thrive on small talk. I'm gonna go with it. Usually makes things less awkward, which is good. Yeah. So, and, and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about about my pre Walmart days. Uh huh. Because I spent so much of my life in an awkward zone, not knowing how to talk to people. Anytime I find myself in a situation where I'm in close contact with humans and they are not talking and it is awkward. Mm-hmm. It is like, it is like you've just like hit me with napalm. <laughs> I cannot stand it. Uh-huh. I cannot stand it. So I will, yeah, I'll get that small talk going just to make things not awkward. Yeah. It drives me nuts, dude. I always try to turn the small talk into bigger talk. Yeah. Uh, if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody about small petty things, I, I'm not as invested. Yeah. But it is still fun. Yeah. Just wagging your jaw. Yeah, get the old jaw wag. Uh-huh. What do we got next? What about children's laughter? Ugh. <laughs> At least it's better than children singing. Is that a choice? <laughs> oh, God. I fucking hate children singing. Fuck children that singing. shit. It's not it, even creepy. It's just fucking annoying. Yeah, their voices are lame. Ugh. I don't want to hear them Kids. high notes. <laughs> Unless it's Mariah. Mariah can give me them high notes all the time. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Or if it's Kids Bop. Or Kids Bop, yeah, obviously. Everybody loves Kids Bop. Yeah. Uh, it brings me joy. Oh. As no. long as they're not laughing at me, it's acceptable. Mm-mm. It completely depends on if it's genuine, forced, or creepy. I'd rather listen to Nails on a chalkboard. Okay. You know what, though? I am going to be less of a, a bitter piece of shit and uh-huh. retract my statement. So, after uh, after we went out for a little beer day action uh-huh. there yesterday, beer we went out day. with Mitch and Lucy and their, their child, Remy. Ah, Remy, au revoir. Remy. That's all I kept saying. I know. Forever Jaka. Um, he's like two, mm-hmm. I think. Cute little kid. Yeah, adorable. Mm-hmm. Totally adorable. And um, at dinner, he was behaving really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. 
And you know what? Actually, like we kept playing that that fucked up dumb little dinosaur that he had. Uh-huh. Did you see that thing? Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but we kept playing with that thing and acting like it was biting us and stuff. And like yeah. every time we would, he would just laugh. Thought it was hilarious. It was it it, it was actually like really 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 sweet. It so is. I'm gonna go with as long as uh, oh, wait wait. It completely depends on if it's genuine forced or creepy because that was genuine laughter and it did it made me it happy. Melted your heart. It didn't melt it. I wouldn't say it melted it. It uh. might have like. It thought a bit of it. It glossed it over. Like when it starts <laughs> to defrost, yeah. but it's still frozen in the middle. Uh-huh. It's like that. Okay. Yeah. It brings me joy. You like a child rapping. I like kids, man. Um, I don't want to have one, and I don't want to be around one that I'm responsible for for too long, but hmm. um, I'm a big fan of kids. Interesting. Especially my nieces. Mm-hmm. I always uh, prefer the girl kids to the boy kids. Yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, boys, boys are insane. Boys are insane. Look, girls are like little humans. Yeah, it's fun to talk, like to because uh, my niece. I remember my my first niece, um, when she was the about, prototype. The prototype. She was about eighteen months when I first met her, and a year and a half. God damn it. Yeah, that's true. Year and a half. <laughs> I had just gotten back from Russia, and she was just learning to count. And I taught her how to count to three in Russian. Oh, and I was like. I love this child. Like, she's just a little sponge. It was like, Dur, Skva, Nostrovia. Adin, Dva, Tri. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I got it. <laughs> Nostrovia. I think there's a Polish toast in there. <laughs> Nostrovia. To your hell. Um, what do we got? Your last Instagram was, okay. Uh, it was a, a mushroom I found in my yard. But a bird's eye view of what you had at brunch. Okay. I thought about taking a lunch picture of him. You drinking a green juice posing next to a brick wall. Mm. Your cat. A black and white photo of your reflection in a public bathroom mirror. Yeah, I'd never Yuck. do that. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to get... I think my last Instagram post was likely something self-promotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Actually, you know, it was a picture of that, that black sir right there with the new hardware. Oh, on yeah, it. I saw that. Yeah. Man. Does a black and white photo of your reflection in a public bathroom mirror count as that? I don't think so. No. Um, Let's see your cat. My cat. Yeah. It's kind of like my pet. Yeah. I'll and go with black. the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like some cats. Puerto um, Rican cats, am I right? Oh, uh, man. Puerto Ricans? I think that's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a bird's eye view of what I had at brunch. You ate a toxic yard mushroom. I ate a toxic yard mushroom. Actually, man. What'd you have for lunch? Um... Today, oh, I I made uh, breakfast tacos. We were talking about it Ooh. whenever I came in. Oh you yeah, you said you made taters in there. Yeah, I made potato tacos. Uh huh. Um, and some people, your wife, <laughs> thinks those aren't tacos. What does she know what she's talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I made some some potato and uh, and uh, egg tacos. All right. Whenever it's a, me- I assume this is sort of a a, a Mexican scenario. Uh huh. What do you season a tate with? Are you putting like a cumin or so on? Uh, yeah, there? the same sort of things you would season. Uh, I basically I just good. use my taco seasoning and and uh, roasted the potatoes with them. Yeah, you is that an oven rig? Yeah, yeah. I bet uh, that's fine. Yeah, about forty minutes in the oven. I use I use the smaller petite potatoes because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, those are. They're less starchy. Yeah, and I guess you're fat shaming potatoes, but whatever. That's true. <laughs> Fucking <russets laughs> Only like the weight. little ones. Them <laughs> <laughs> potatoes need to go on a diet. <laughs> I made, uh, you know what? I made some potatoes today, too, because I had like my, my mm-hmm. signature little skillet potatoes that are the best potatoes. Yeah. And uh, a couple of 
couple of fried eggs on top. See, that's it's what I would good. do if my wife liked fried eggs. I would have just, I love fried eggs in the so last much. 20 minutes, just tossed some eggs on top of the potatoes. Yeah. And boom, you got, you got fried eggs on the With potatoes. a dippy egg. Yeah. Yeah. That's delicious. Where's but that? she's not a big fan, so. All right, Steve, what do you do when the barista messes up your order? <laughs> okay. It's still coffee, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's still coffee, I don't really fucking care. I, I ordered the black coffee. How did they mess it up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, feel awkward about telling them and continue on with your day. Mm-hmm. Politely let them know there's been a mistake. Mm-hmm. Make a dramatic scene. Yep. Silently sulk away into the shadows. You're not surprised. Humanity is doomed. That's a Davy Stranger answer. That is. Um... I, I would politely I I don't have any problem with this. Yeah. I don't I don't see why people are so worried to tell the person behind the counter like, hey, sorry, I ordered something different yeah. than, than this. Yeah. I know it's gonna take a couple extra minutes, but if you really want your, you know, half calf mocha latte, make sure you get it. <laughs> what is your usual coffee order? Do you go for anything complex? Is it something stupid? No. No. I uh if I if I get a coffee at Starbucks it really generally is just a, a black coffee or if they have cold brew. Yeah. I'll get cold brew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had bad cold brew from Starbucks. That's Ooh, true. They, I think that sometimes they're passing off cold coffee as cold brew. And I that absolutely is not think so. The fucking same. Yeah, yeah. You'll go to hell for that kind of thing mm-hmm. in a lot of religions. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's just like, okay, give me some coffee with room for cream. Yeah. A cappuccino. Mm-hmm. A red eye, mm-hmm. a flat white. Mm, flat white's good. Yeah, that's pretty much. If you're going to Starbucks, get a flat white. That's my favorite thing to get yeah. from, from there. But like, yeah, from other places, it's always something really basic. Mm-hmm. So honestly, it's like if somebody messes up my coffee order, as long as it's something that doesn't have like a fuck ton of sugar and caramel and dumb yeah shit in it, yeah, I'll just sulk away into the shadows, yeah, and drink it anyway. I'm yeah. not that upset. As long as it's still coffee and there's caffeine in there, I don't care. I guess, I guess my normal order is a, is a venti dark roast yeah, yeah. with room for cream. Yeah. And, and that's it. And and if I don't, if I saw them put the medium roast in, I wouldn't say anything probably. Right. But normally, if, it, if it's a completely different thing, if it's basically a coffee milkshake, oh, I'm going to yeah. say something for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, Steve, how dead are you? Uh, I'm 17% dead inside. You're barely dead. I'm barely dead, so I must be the lovely part, huh? I think you might be, yeah. Way to go, champ. You're more alive than you are dead. That seems... That Way seems like harsh. Way to go, champ. Uh, fuck you. Way to go, Puerto Rican. Uh, oh, damn. <laughs> Ouch. Jeez. That's an accomplishment, especially if you've ever worked in a call center. I have worked in a call center three different times. No shit. Yeah. Was that awful? It's fucking terrible. Uh, I've sold stuff. I've answered security calls. And I've also uh, taken donations for liberal charities. I was hoping and you guys say you worked on like, those were a sex call line or something. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That, I mean, I did that too, but. Remember that episode of Rocco's Modern Life? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That was so good. I loved it so much, man. All right, Steve. I am 33% dead inside. Holy shit. I'm the Masonic I wouldn't say level. that's true of you. You're mostly alive. That's pretty cool. There's still some life in there. Admit it. Sometimes you can feel. <laughs> that's tight. I like this. Yeah. I'll go fun. with it. I'll go with it, man. That's a pretty good quiz. Yeah. That's some good stuff. I feel like we learned a lot. Now, an hour and 20 minutes into the best podcast <laughs> you've ever heard, we're finally going to talk about a horror movie. Let's talk about the autopsy 
of John Dahl. <laughs> I, I neglected whenever we did the Jaws episode, as we kept calling it Jers, Jers. To, to mention that that is what it would be called if it was a Medea movie. Oh, yeah. Jers! Jers! <laughs> Hello, Jers! Now, Steve, as I mentioned, this is the first time I had seen this. This is not the first time you had seen no, this. No, no, I watched it uh, on the recommendation of, of listeners and um, didn't really like it at all the first time I saw it, but I I was willing uh, to do it and to give it another shot because yeah. I had a little buzz when I watched it. Yeah, yeah. And something happens to me when I have a little buzz I don't become a dick, but I'm very critical of movies. Oh, you become like a like a Morrissey fan. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, it's just so bourgeois. Uh-huh. That's me. Okay. Got <laughs> I it. say bourgeois a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's so pedestrian. Oh, this bourgeois pedestrian <laughs> pedantry. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I watched this for the first time the other day, and then I watched it again the other night. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of think I liked it better the second time. Like the okay. first time I watched it, I was like, okay. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I, I kind of think I like this mm-hmm. a little bit better. Second time around. That was step by step. Step by step. That's correct. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell because those songs were all done by the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Make it better. Second time around. Except for the Hanging Roller with Coaster. Mr. Cooper song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. It was done by a. Puerto Rican, probably. Oh, God, are you kidding me? One of those? One of them? One of them Puerto Somebody Ricans? From, like, Puerto Rican is like saying an Alabaman. Like, yeah, it's just another state. It's just what? another part of America. But a Floridian, that is different. No, no, yeah. Yeah, Floridian. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Florida for always <laughs> yeah. having news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making all the news. Number one export, uh-huh. news. News. <laughs> Oranges headlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this movie was directed by the same guy. What did Troll Hunter? Yes, and I love Troll. Troll Hunter. Hunter is awesome. And I'll say this movie is well directed. Yeah, and it looks great. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. That I'm, that I do think is not up for debate. Yeah, Andre um, Overdahl, who is uh, what's he like Swedish or something? Swedish or Norwegian of some sort. Yeah, some kind of Aryan. Yeah. Um. He's also attached to direct the upcoming Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark movie. So talk about stuff that was relevant when you were a kid born in the 80s that I never read. Yeah. Have you read it since? Nope. You should. I've heard it's awesome. Still good as an adult. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. There's stories that'll stick with you. So he's going to direct that. Is it going to be like a anthology kind of rig? Uh, Yeah, basically, yeah, I imagine just kids telling the stories maybe like a are you afraid of the dark type oh. of situation Ooh, mm. I like that. I, there's not a whole lot out there about it come, it's supposed to come out in 2019 but 2019 yeah and i think guillermo del toro is producing it so. okay cool yeah um this what is else all, has he done is he done anything else good um he's done some shorts and he he has a movie no no they're all shorts never okay. mind yeah he's done shorts there's a short called the tunnel that's uh has some some hype around it. So okay, I've never right seen on. it though. Right on. Um, this movie is written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang, who most mostly write for TV. This is their both of them uh, their first feature. Okay, uh, they both write for Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, and, a very story driven series. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Goldberg also wrote for the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is a show that 
I want to watch because I've heard good things about it. Yeah, and same. it has uh, 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 Lena Hetty as Sarah Connor. Okay. So that's cool. That's cool, man. Uh, and he also wrote for Once Upon a Time, which is a show people like, but now, I've him, never watched. Him being a Goldberg, what is his spearing ability? Oh, man. And I, what does his tribal tattoo count? I hope he's at least got a, a tribal barbar tattoo. Yeah. At least one. Goldberg. <laughs> but remember how chance of Goldberg would start at the beginning of Nitro? Yeah. And then oh, he yeah. would come out three hours later at the Pretty end. Pretty much. Yeah. Talk and about have a out. shitty 27 minute or 27 second match. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> Talk about a show that put out a lot of content. They sure did. It's them. They did. Nitro. Boy. It's a long Man, show. Those first, that first hour of Nitro was uh, for a long time the best. Right. It was the cruiserweights. It was the uh, hardcore matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were trying to keep you. Keep you on. So you didn't switch over to Raw. Which but then that would. second hour was just storyline bullshit. So of course you switch over to Raw. Of course you do. Right. Yeah, you don't watch WCW for the storyline. No. You watch it for the technical razzling. Razzling. Um, anyway, so yeah, this, this movie, great director. Uh, also has uh, Brian Cox, who's awesome. Uh-huh. Crying. Brian Cox's third time. On the show. Crying Box. Crying Box. Third. Okay, so he was in the, this, The Ring. And Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, the crotchety old man. Yeah. Very cool. I, I think Brian Cox is a he's great. highly underrated character actor. Mm-hmm. He's always good. Yeah, he's no one of those what. guys, like whatever it is that he ends up in. He ends up in a lot of horror flicks and he stuff. Does. You always remember his character. Like, mm-hmm. for the longest time... You know, even before I knew him from The Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's Samara's dad. <laughs> you know? He's fantastic. He's a very, very good actor. He's great. Um, That's about all the noteworthy people in it, though, really. Well, Emil Hirsch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Roose Bolton. Wait, wait. Emil Hirsch. How do I know Emil Hirsch? He was in that Sean Penn movie about the kid who uh, eats berries and dies. I don't know what that is. That sounds silly. Mm. He's in a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I I should have written that down. Maybe I, I haven't seen stuff he's in, but I know the name. It's like I've seen the yeah. name in headlines, but I don't. Like, who does he play? The son? Yeah, he's the son. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I think this is the only thing I've ever seen him in. Yeah. Okay. And then Roose Bolton is the the yeah, southern Bruce cop Bolton. who sometimes really hits a word with a good southern accent. Yeah. But most of the time, sounds like a British person trying to speak with an American accent. That he does. Yeah. That he, and he just always, always, always looks like Roose Bolton. Now, it's interesting because my wife says that when um, uh, British people try to do an American accent, oftentimes yeah. they grumble. Hugh Laurie is her primary okay. example. Yeah, yeah. When you hear him speak with his British accent, he has a very pleasant tone, etc. Yeah, but yeah. when his house, he's way down here. Yeah, yeah. They, they get down in that gravelly range. Roose Bolton is the opposite. I keep calling him Roose Bolton because I oh, didn't write Bruce down Bolton. his actual that, name. No, that is, that is his name. Yeah. But like he, he gets a bit higher when he speaks with an American accent. Yeah. And then when he speaks with his Roose Bolton voice, my wife says he's very sexy. Now, let me ask you a question. Who dead girl is... Who dead girl? Who is. dead girl is? Um, gosh, I because she dr- she plays name. an incredible person who is dead. She does a great job, and that's not a joke at all. It's kind of weird. She does an amazing job playing a corpse. Like there's been other movies where somebody plays a character who is dead most of the time throughout. Like let's say Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. One and two. Uh huh. Um, where the crypt keeper it plays the dead character. Wait, what? 
No, is that the guy who does the voice for the Crypt Keeper? Bullshit. I'm Plays Bernie? Sure. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Yes, it is. Wow. Okay, I genuinely did not know that. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's way cool. Huh. Um, but, you know, it's like there's a lot of other times in flicks where somebody is playing a deceased person and it's like, oh, come on, you can see him breathing, you can see him not going limp, you yeah. can see him being too stiff or whatever, but it's like, this is a weird thing to say. She really plays dead great. Yeah. And the actress's name is Olwyn Kelly, and okay. she she trained for this. She she started working, doing yoga and meditation to be able to control her breathing. Did she work with Nikki Six on being dead? Uh-huh. She was like, okay, so that's how you do it. She just laid beside him and imitated him. Yeah, waited for him to OD again. Then he eventually like, I'm back. She was like, mm, oh, do I need to do that? I or- don't think I do that in the movie, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, so that's amazing. So you said she did yoga and stuff just to learn how to, to learn how to train her breathing, loosen so that, it up, like yeah, so that she could she could continue to breathe without looking like she's breathing, huh? Because she's in. The scenes so often yeah. on camera, and you never see her chest go up and down. No, uh uh-uh. yeah. And I'll say this too, like as as a as a good point of this movie, mm-hmm. um, especially for people that work in the uh, mortuary services industry. Yeah, who uh, I think would prefer not to be thought of as necrophiliacs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, for a movie that features a uh, a young, attractive dead girl on mm-hmm. a table, completely naked, for like. I mean, probably 60 to 70% of the movie, mm-hmm. they do a good job of not just like being gratuitous, sexy shots. Yeah, there's nothing sexual there's about a, it. There's nothing at all. Yeah. And she, she's a very pretty girl and stuff, but the whole yeah. time you're just like thinking, oh, it's a corpse. Yeah, it's like, a corpse. It never, it never crosses your mind. Like, yeah. Ooh, how sexy. Yeah, exactly. She's exactly. wearing a merkin. <laughs> but you know, it's like you'd you'd really expect that, especially in in like horror movies, where we're just so used to just seeing you know TNA all the time. Mm-hmm. For them to at least pull something out of just like, oh, look at the boob on that corpse. <laughs> look at the boob. Check out the ass on that corpse. Am I oh, right? Oh boy. Yeah, but they <laughs> they keep it real. Good for them. <laughs> but when you put it that way, isn't that basically what we're saying? If we do look at someone's Damn ass, it. look at the ass on that corpse. On that living corpse. That living corpse. <laughs> so, yeah, good on him for they that. call us walking corpses. Unholy, Unholy living dead. Now to lock us up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So good. London yeah. Dungeon. <laughs> so good. All right, so what do you think um, about some of the gore and stuff in this movie? Since we're talking oh, about the, the nasty bits. are all great. They are. Like, I can see why people say that this is a great movie. Uh, if you get caught up in the acting, the directing, technical and, merit kind of the, stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, it has all that. Fucking nailed it. But boy, when it comes to the story, yeah, and the sequence of events that occurs, not as much for it's you. Shit, it's not real fucking you. bad. Um, I don't care about the characters. At all, I never feel close to them. I can see that. I can see. I mean, Brian Cox is like it's hard not to feel somewhat endeared to him just because. Yeah, because you like him from other stuff. And he kind of reminds me of my stepdad a little bit. Oh, cool. Yeah, he does. He does. He has a stepdad feeling. Yeah, he kind of does. He kind of does. But he's gonna ask you. He's gonna ask you to mow the lawn, but he's gonna do it real nice. Like, hey, pal. He's like, really though? Could you? Like, it really help us out. I'll give you fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'll buy you that new Mudvayne CD. That new Mudvayne CD. Shit, yeah. Said nobody in. 15 years or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, so the basic, I mean, the basic 
story of this is that a corpse is found yeah. at a house where there there's been mysterious circumstances. Some mysterious circumstances. Talk about that. Several murders. Yeah. Um, corpse shows up. They start to do the autopsy. The father and son that own a mortuary father and business. Son, the son has a, a, a CMT, a medical certificate that allows him to do this. But if he if he were to ever be in his father's shoes, he'd have to go to school for it. Right, yeah. Um, and, and and it seems like he doesn't want to. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say, is that there's kind of this underdeveloped story where he's it, with exactly. his girlfriend. She's underdeveloped. Like, You've not told him you're leaving? It should have been developed more. We would have cared more about the characters. Yeah, exactly, because there's never that moment where there's like this, like, Dad, I don't want to be in the family business. I just want to write songs. <laughs> I want to write my feelings. I want to be a barista. <laughs> I want to be a Puerto Rican. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like there's is never that, that racist? moment. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He's a dreamer. I mean, is that racist? Damn it! Is he a Rachel? Is he a Rachel Dolezal type? <laughs> he wants to be a Puerto Rican. But you know, it's like there's never that moment where that comes to a head. No, at all. No. You know? It never leads to anything. Because it's like the way he plays it the whole movie is it's just like, yeah, he's interested in the family business and he's kind of good at it and knows he's what he's doing. He's good at it. Yeah. And honestly, like that's the thing. Like uh, One of our ideas for our opening segment was we were going to maybe talk about jobs we would never want to have. Yeah, yeah. And this is a job you would never want to have. No. This is a job that wouldn't bother me at all. That's what my wife says, too. She's like, yeah, I could totally do this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. I could not. Dude, like... Mm-hmm. If I went home after a day of work and I was thinking about like the collapsed collapsed face of like yeah. some fucking old really lady that died up. in a car crash, like I could not go to yeah. sleep at night, man. No, I could not do it. I, I don't know. I don't know what makes people's temperaments different about stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I know that I I could not do that. Yeah. I for me like I'm glad people that are, I'm glad there's people that do it. Yeah. Dead bodies have never bothered me even when I I was a, a Mormon back in the day. Uh-huh. And tried to wrestle with the idea of a soul. Yeah. I still saw a dead body as, as nothing. When you wrestled like, with it, did you like... What was your finishing move on it? Um. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd get them up into a fireman's carry. Okay, yeah. Right? I, I see. I got it. And then, then I'd give them, give them a real wicked fireman's pile driver. Oh! oh off to damn. the side like? Yeah. Put them down for the count. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because if you're like, I put a leg drop on them, I'd be like, damn, dude, you weren't even trying. <laughs> you weren't even trying. And you became the most popular wrestler. <laughs> Hero. With a big boot and a leg drop. Big boot and a leg drop, uh-huh. buddy. Um, but yeah, no, I see, just see a dead body. It's like, well, I mean, it's like seeing a dead animal on the side of the road. Are it's you like... Uh, no longer living flesh. <laughs> are you like... Uh, Fucking, uh, damn it, what's it, Danny DeVito and Sonny, where he's like, a corpse is just a piece of trash. Yes. Just throw me in a garbage. Just throw me in the garbage. That's actually <laughs> how I feel. I, yeah, it's it's nothing. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to donate everything I have. You can yeah, yeah. take it all. There are people out there. Like My wife really gets upset by this because she works in a hospital. Yeah. Um, and she hears stuff like this all the time where somebody will say, like, uh, you know what? I, I wouldn't want to donate my mother's eyes. I can't imagine someone else having my That's mother's fucking eyes. Stupid. And it's like, can you I imagine, imagine someone else not being better. able to see? <laughs> Because that that's asshole? worse than somebody having your mother's eyes. Yeah, go talk to that person face to face and be like, I know you can't see, but this would be a problem for me if yeah, you could. Yeah, it would be so a little uncomfortable knowing. It'd be hard for me, so what just be blind. What if I saw blind. you at Walmart sometime? I couldn't handle it, so yeah. just no. So I also, like, the funeral industry in itself is shady as fuck. 
Well, Steve, when it comes to your donation, mm. I want your skull. Okay. I need your you need it. Your skull. You want to go to the bathroom with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to cram more misfits yeah, references into this to get episode. Everything in there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just not bothered by it. So for me, I like seeing that wow. reflected by these characters. I think it, that's a positive. It reminded me of uh, I'm Not a Serial Killer, mm-hmm. which is also like a mortuary business yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. It is awesome. Fuck, that movie is awesome. Um, would love to cover that on the show. Well, we'll have to. It's so for good. Sure. But yeah, it's interesting seeing the, the inside of that because especially as a person like myself who... Mm-hmm. Just could never do it. Yeah, a little squeamish about dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting to see how nonchalant... And of course, I know these are actors and stuff, of mm-hmm. course. But it's like, it's interesting to see how nonchalant they are and how it's just another day at the office. But it's like, at the same time, it's like... And, and again, I don't mean it's like an, an idiot or a dickhead here, but it's like, I've walked out onto a stage and played guitar in front of thousands of people. Right. That's something that terrifies a lot of people. Right. And to me, it's like... Another day at the office. I, and again, I don't mean to sound jaded or anything like that. I'm just no, mean, I just mean to say it's just normal. It's not. It's not weird. Yeah, know? it doesn't yeah. weird me I'm out or freak me out to do it. I it's love just like, whatever. being in front of people. Yeah, me it's too. Great, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so it's cool by me. Yeah. Well, and so basically, the story is we get these guys who have this mortuary. They have this corpse come in. Mm-hmm. They start trying to do this autopsy because they're kind of under the gun to find a cause of death mm-hmm. from um, from Roose Bolton, Roose Sheriff Roose Bolton. Bolton. I mean, they don't want to piss him off for no, sure. You flay your ass. Play the <laughs> play your ass, dude. And so they have to work through the night. How trying interesting to, that someone gets flayed in this that's movie, true, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to work through the night to try to find a solution for what killed this person. And uh, weird stuff starts it happening. It gets progressively weirder. Yeah. Which, I'll tell you this, Ben. There's a version of this movie that I would love. Here's, okay. Here's what it would be. Uh, it would be all the things we've talked about, except that the storyline about the son not wanting to go into the, the business would be like the sort of focus. Yeah. And all the creepiness would be the the horror of the movie. But mm. this movie for some reason can't rely on all that creepiness. Yeah. It has to keep throwing in jump scares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. are disconnected to the the looming terror yes that's going and, and it could have been easy to do all of those things that you're talking about like yeah, if it's if a they real just, simple fix if they just would have made it as far as like the son's storyline and that uh-huh. that that crux of his thing of him wanting to leave and so yeah. on if it was he, he you know him showing up to work that day and be like hey dad it's my last day at work before i leave for the big city what do we have on the table today sure. you know and it's just like oh we have to finish this is our last job together yeah. or whatever then okay yeah there's a little they, bit they come to a point where the dad accepts probably right before the dad dies yeah, where yeah. he sort of accepts that his son is needs to have his own life yeah exactly yeah. exactly and it's like okay that could have been an easy way to do that yeah um, and like you said, all of the suspense kind of stuff rather than jump scares, yeah, I think would be really easy when you're talking about a cast of essentially two characters in a corpse yeah. that are in an underground dungeon, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, a, a very well-furnished, but still creepy as shit. Yeah, basement. Underground, like, yeah. uh, you know. It, it, it's it's all set up perfectly. Yeah, because I love, uh, as our listeners know, I love claustrophobic stuff mm-hmm. in movies. I love when people are bottled into a certain environment. And every movie we've covered with witches in so far, we've given love. rave reviews. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Um, this was set up to be a type of movie I could easily love. Yeah. And, and that's the frustrating part for me. I yeah, I, I see what you mean. And it's like, I, I think that I like this movie. I know that I like this movie more than you. Mm-hmm. But I, I also do see your complaints as far as like the stuff that just would have been easy to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there was like stuff that got rushed through production Maybe. or stuff that got hacked up on the editing floor. That... It's obviously not a big budget type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely so. And, you know, this, as you said, kind of turns out to be a, a secret witch movie, it which is. I also love. I love witches. I love but secret witch movies. But they go for movies. the most generic, and I have a yeah. huge problem with yeah. when you Salem. go for the Salem witch trials. Yeah. With your puppy dog. Yeah. I have a dog named Salem. It's not because of the Salem Witch Trials. It's because when we sure, got her, sure, her sure, name sure. was Sandy, and we had to come up with something close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we were like, eh, Salem, that'll work. Girls with it's names of S's are snakes. Phenomena. <laughs> 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 uh, no, oh, it's Suspiria. One right. of my other favorite secret witch uh-huh. movies. Yeah, that's a great one. And it's like, I tend to love movies where there's something going on and it turns out that the origin is a secret occult uh-huh. scenario. I really love that. So, yeah. But you cheapen it when you make it the Salem Witch Trials. You kind of... It makes yeah. it much more interesting if there's no connection to any known event. Yeah. Because you want, when you're doing this type of, you know, movie, you want people to feel disconnected. You want, That's what you're doing with the claustrophobia. That's what you're doing with the basement. That's yeah. what you're doing with all this. Two you, characters. Yeah. yeah. You want people to feel disconnected and wholly involved in this. And the second you make it the Salem Witch Trials, all of your uh, knowledge and prejudices and things about the Salem Witch Trials are then heaped onto it. Yeah. And it changes the way you feel about it. So it, it should have just just cut that part. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, because it, it's already clear they're up to some witchery when they find like the 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 flower and the the, the piece little of pouch cloth thing. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah, like all that stuff makes it clear, like, oh, this is some witchcraft shit. Right, yeah, she was killed for being a, a witch or uh-huh. something like this. And, and <laughs> well, but not really, because, I mean, at, at first, when all that stuff is happening, you don't know that this body is, like, hundreds of years old. Yeah, you have no idea. But we do start to get that pretty quickly. Like, mm-hmm. there's some something up, for sure. Well, and definitely the... The, the cheesy-ass trope of a spooky song on the radio. Oh, God. And the song is so subtle. Steve, when was the last time <laughs> that an old-timey spooky song was actually spooky in a movie? Uh, I'm going to go with Midnight and the Stars and You in The Shining. At the very end when it plays, oh, 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 I mean, that's what everyone's emulating, isn't it? I I think so. Like, is that the, is that the OG of just like, oh, old timey stuff is scary. I never thought about that. I want to, I'll do some research. Yeah. Like what's the origin of that? Cause like there's, there's so many fucking movies. Like I think about like, uh, is it insidious that you tiptoe through the tulips? I think so. Yeah. Or like fucking Jeepers Creepers, obviously Uh that fucking stupid shit. I hate but it. But they whenever. didn't even use the original version. They used that Man. weird, like, re-recorded terrible. to sound old. <laughs> stupid. So stupid. 
Um, that movie was made by a pedophile. Fuck that. It movie. was. It was made by a convicted pedophile yeah, who affirmed, raped a child yeah. for several years. Yeah, and they yeah. let him keep making movies. Yeah, and Francis Ford Coppola funds them. Yeah, don't approve of that shit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hate the old spooky song trope. They're they're down there working on the body and stuff, and then suddenly the radio instantly switches. Now here's the thing, Steve. Mm-hmm. Radio it's instantly all switches. About the devil. And then cut it off. Subtle. Yeah, very, Mm -hmm. yeah, very subtle. So here's the thing. So they're down here working on this body of this witch. Mm -hmm. And then this spooky song comes on the radio from the power of said witch. Mm -hmm. Would said witch know what a fucking radio is? Or be like, (sighs) if you're this like witch who's actually alive inside of this body and is like, hee, 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 hee. I'll turn it to the spooky song and freak them out. <laughs> Keldra. I'll scare a cat. Rats, rats, rats for sale. <laughs> um, it's like, is, does that work if you're an old-timey Salem witch? Are you like, I'll affect the radio wave signals. That'll freak these guys out. And what's the purpose of it? You don't need to lead them up to dying. That just is kill an, them. Yeah, and, and that's an element, too, that it's just like, okay, you know... Whatever, if that song just happened to be on the radio once and she was affecting mm-hmm. RF waves in the area, whatever. But then, like, also that comes back several times through the movie. And then even at the very end where she's, like, in that, uh, it's not an ambulance, but like a, a van, like a transport mm-hmm. van with that driver. And she turns the radio back to that song. Yeah. Does she just have this innate sense of when that song is always on the radio? The <laughs> DJ has to put that song what, on. Yeah, what station is it that plays that song more than once a day? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. dude. It's like there's no fucking way that in her witch brain she's detecting all the possible RF signals that are going through. And she's like, AM 1640. <laughs> and puts on this spooky song to freak people out. If you're a witch, there's way more creative and strange things you can do with your powers to freak people out. I mean, that's appar- an uncreative witch. Apparently, this particular witch can affect the weather in the local area. Okay, or, like, or can she? This is this is something that I'm unsure about. Okay, so on, the first time they're ta- listening to the radio, just in the background, yeah, the uh, the DJ says, "Looks like it's gonna be a nice one out there today." Yeah, uh, etc. Uh-huh. And then later, it's a goddamn torrential downpour, floods, etc. And they're warning. They also warn that on the radio, like, "Oh, floods are expected." Blah blah blah. Huge thunderstorms. Yeah. So like. But then is at this the, just like well, disconnected? Here, here's the thing, though, is at the very end of the movie, whenever mm-hmm. the cops show up and they're like cleaning up the crime scene, the radio narrator guy is like, "Well, this makes our fourth straight day of great weather." Uh huh. So did the bad weather even happen? Oh shit! Is it all a hallucination? Okay, which makes it even worse. <laughs> okay, so that that's one of the things of this movie that that I'm kind of unsure about it's like you said like okay the weather was fine the weather got really bad and then our dj guy says the weather has been great for four days yeah maybe this means that it was just four days after all this stuff happened that they came and cleaned up the crime scene but i don't get that impression it seems immediate it it seems immediate yeah because the 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 cop bruce bolton needed the cause of death yeah by the morning yeah exactly exactly so he came back and stuff so we get the impression throughout this movie that this this witch corpse which by the way p.s witch corpse yeah trademark dead lovely (laughs) we're starting a crust black death band Uh called witch corpse yeah actually it's a pretty fucking sick band name witch corpse 
Damn, that's actually, yeah, <laughs> trademark, trademark. I'm claiming that witch corpse is pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I like that. Yep. So, um, we get the impression that she can cause hallucinations yeah. and delusions of what's actually this, going on with we've reality. We've seen this in the past with other witches, but they uh, tend to do not, that. Not in a. I can't name a good witch movie that does that. You might be right. <laughs> Practical Magic. Does it ever happen in that? <laughs> Everyone's favorite witch movie. Yeah, exactly. I guess. I. I mean, uh, the craft. Everyone's favorite witch movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Does have a bit of that. <laughs> I love in the it. craft. Uh, it's so silly. Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows. I remember you saying you thought this movie was like uh, hugely influenced. It's by that. taking something from that, it. and yeah. definitely it seems to be related in some way or uh, affected in some way by Lords of Salem. Also, not a great movie. I heard not a great movie. Yeah. No. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in this where you know, well, like obviously we have the father and son being chased around by the 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 corpse of face blown off. Which, by the way, that course was like its face, like smashed, or it was actually shot, shot. It was like a gunshot yeah, wound. It was shot. Holy shit! It looks sick. It does look great. It looks badass. Now, uh, but then it turns out to be the girlfriend, which, which doesn't. Re- that but was the point where I realized I hate this movie. Okay, yeah, because it's stupid. It's pointless. To um, the girlfriend doesn't even make any sense at all. I'd cut that no. character. Yeah, like, there's it, no real reason it's for easily her. cuttable. Yeah, because yeah. like the, the only reason that she's there is for the son to be watching the clock. Which P.S. more word on watching the clock mm-hmm. in a second too, for him to be watching the clock, being like, "Oh no, I got a hot date." Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, her coming back later on. Yeah, to get killed. Which, as you said, makes zero sense because by that point the power's out the elevator doesn't work yeah apparently the, they didn't build stairs yeah my wife was pissed off by that there's by the only way. She's like, a so hatch there's, there's and a, an elevator there's a hatch to the outside directly and an elevator to the upstairs no stairs to walk up i'm no i'm no fucking you know building plannersman i'm not yeah, the construction biz uh-huh. <laughs> a constructionist uh-huh but I don't think that's how they build stuff. No, it's not. I think that that's what they call an immense fire hazard. It is. It is. Especially considering that that place seemed to be set up perhaps for funerals as well. Yeah. Considering how uh, it's nice a home. everything yeah. looked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so she just shows up just for her character to die and to tug at her heartstrings, I guess. also... She's a scat man. She's, she's the scat man of the she's movie. She's the scat man of the movie. Which, what a role she's reversal. She's scat man. Black man turns into a white girl. Oh, she Wow. Is. They whitewashed it. <laughs> uh, so o- Overy washed it. She shows up and also appears to us to be a corpse. To yeah. us. Yeah. The audience. Yeah. So we get the uh, the thing that I've talked about in the past, loving so much, where the filmmaker says, "You trusted the thing I showed you. You're an idiot." Okay. Yes. So that that is one thing that I wanted to talk about: uh, the unreliable narrative mm-hmm. trope of of movies, and mm-hmm. we do see this from time to time, and it can work. It works well in novels. It doesn't work great in movies, but it can. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would say an example of it working well is, like, Fight Club, for example. Sure. Where it's like, you watch that movie, and you're like, oh, shit, it was, he was the same guy the whole time. And then you see that, if you go back and watch it, that there were indications of that. Exactly, yeah. Which like, is not what happens in this. I, 
Maybe. Maybe, maybe though. I, I didn't see him, but, but not, okay. But not much. Not much. Underdeveloped, mm-hmm. if, if even possible. But yeah, it's like whenever you watch Fight Club, it's like, and you realize it's like, oh shit, like this narrative I've been watching has been unreliable, but if I'd have been paying attention, I would have noticed this stuff. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually pretty cool. But, you know, then there's movies too, like like let's say The Witch, where you have these characters that think they know what's going on, yes. But you watching the movie are almost a godlike presence that's yes. separated from everything. You're looking at it from above, and you're like, "Oh man, these poor hapless fools." Yeah, that can be really cool mm-hmm. when you know what's going on and they yes. don't. You're in the know, or whenever you're in just as little of the know as they are. Yes, but like you said, whenever it becomes, "Oh, you trusted this? Fuck you! You're stupid." <laughs> Where else was I supposed to get my information from? Yeah, I'm watching the you movie. You're literally presenting me all the information well, you that I'm read supposed my notes. to get. Oh shit! Yeah, my additional supplemental material oh, oh on God, the movie right. that I showed okay, you. Okay, good. Gotcha. But there, you know what? Though there is one weird thing in the movie, um, and I really wish that I would have paid more attention to it the second time uh-huh. around. Second time around. <laughs> but okay, I think, and I can't confirm this. I need to go back and watch it again. I'm not sure that time moves in this movie. I think that might be true. Okay, because, like, basically, you know, the dude, he has this idea to go with his girlfriend on a date to see, like, a midnight movie or something like that. And they make this huge point early in the movie of showing him looking at the clock, and it says 10.15. If I'm not mistaken, and I might be, I think all the clocks in the movie stay at 10.15. Okay. Like wall clocks, not like attached to an outlet clocks, like mm-hmm. on batteries clocks. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, even way later in the movie, it's like 10:15. So the whole thing is a hallucination. I mean, maybe. I just don't know how much of it actually happened. But which... when they show up in the morning, his dead girlfriend's there and his dad is dead. Now, is, I can... wait, wait, wait. Is the dead girlfriend yeah, there? Yeah, she's there. Where? Uh, they step right over her, like... Okay. Yeah. But the the dad is dead, but it's not in the location that he died. Yeah. He's dead in the examining room, mm-hmm. which is not where he actually died. Mm-hmm. So there's like fishiness there too. It's like there's unreliable narrative in the unreliable narrative. Like there's so much to this movie that it could have been good. What happened in the intro? When there's all these like people, which by the way. Great set design in yeah. that house. It looks Great. really good. Oh, man. It, it looks grisly. Yeah, all those people that have been shot mm-hmm. and like headshots and stuff. There's blood splattered all over yeah. the walls and stuff. I love that whole setup where you see that. And then there's like this immaculate corpse, just half unburied. And yeah. her, her and, and I even love how like she's buried in the dirt in this dirt cellar, but her skin looks pure and white and clean. Yeah. That's really... I mean, to me, like that—that that the shot of that corpse halfway out of the dirt is very, very memorable, and I like that. Yeah. But what the hell's going on in that house? Because they're like, oh, it looks more like the people were trying to get out of the house. Yeah. But they never. So I'm explain that. I'm guessing this corpse now, until the end of time, now that it's been unburied, it'd be is, hallucinating them. Will be causing every single person nearby to hallucinate and to kill each other. I guess. And that must be what it sparked the the Salem witch trials. But like, I mean, if that were the case, like, how is burying it like stopping that from happening? Mm-hmm. Like, is the the witch it doesn't seem to be in the least bit encumbered by anything but concrete? 
is enough to stop her power. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, I mean, I just don't... I, I see how all of this could have been good. It could have been done in a way that would have worked. But in, this movie just misses certain beats that would have made it work. Yeah. Um, I mean, for instance, the fact that at the end, it doesn't really make sense. Like, even if you work yeah. hard at trying to make it make sense, it doesn't. Yeah, because like if you just take it for the most literal, oh, yeah, she's this magical corpse that has stayed alive through time, and yeah. she causes people to hallucinate and go crazy and kill each other, and then they just pass along to the next place. Yeah. It's like, that's pretty weak. I, I mean, why does he have to kill his dad? Like, there's there's the convoluted, like... Kind of like passing it on zombie thing, where like he starts yeah. getting these weird marks because he cut himself on her bone. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. That That is completely unnecessary and, and strange. The, is, theory... a zo- is a witch being a virus? <laughs> got the witch virus! He got that witch virus. Also cool name. It's the witch virus. Damn it, witch virus? That's like a, that's like a witch thrash band. most words, it's probably a little bit cooler. Witch corpse, witch virus. Uh-huh. Witch witch. Everybody loves that place. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I um, like that. I think that the theory he comes up with at the end, I mean, it's proven wrong by the fact that, uh, you know... the Salem kid- witch trials were stupid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's proven wrong that his theory that, like, you know, they have to... That she's innocent and they need to re- help release her yeah. or whatever. Because when they when that happens then nothing changes that's kind of like the ring isn't it where it's yeah. like oh we have to set her free no you set her free yeah actually that's very much that's like the exactly ring that's exactly the ring I didn't damn even it think about yeah that. this is yeah. fuck it's just the ring yeah it's like oh she was this poor tortured girl uh-huh. and we thought she was dead but this brings her alive and it causes crazy stuff to happen god damn it <laughs> This is the ring. This movie just takes from all of these other movies without adding anything. And then she's loose, and it turns out she's actually just this vengeful evil spirit. That that actually is just a ring. Yeah. God damn it. I mean, the best way that this could have been handled uh, would for her to be like a, a trickster god or something. Yeah, like, yeah. A lesser emperor demon. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're dealing with tricksters, tricksters uh, like to have a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. So that could help explain why all the hallucination and stuff for the, the kills. But to make it that way, there'd have to be a little bit of fun to it. And this mm-hmm. movie's not fun. No, I mean, most of the movie reads, and when I was watching it for the second time with Kate, she was like, yeah, most of this just reads more like a, you know, uh, family drama, yeah. psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word? I'm looking for like forensic kind of movie. Yeah, it does. It seems which like, is which the best part of the movie is that. Yeah, really. the forensic investigation. Like it's if, the best part. Yeah, and if Brian Cox's theory had ended up being right, mm-hmm. and that was basically the end of it. I mean, I mean, okay. We've talked about how the characters aren't fully developed and their stories aren't. aren't we don't care about them that right. much. Yeah, which means at the end, like. Why did this happen to them? Okay, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Why anybody? This, this is actually a line from the movie. I have to, have to read this. 
where uh, Brian Cox says, why us? Why the Tildens? Why anybody? Yeah. Is my question. Why anybody? But like, uh, so why us? Mm-hmm. He's never answered. We don't uh, look at this as uh, traumatic because we care about them. Yeah, we're not so like, it's those not poor, like, great people. Yeah, it's not like, oh, it's unfortunate that this happened to them. Yeah. But we also, they don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. They've not done anything for us to feel like, oh, yeah, fuck them. Like, yeah. great about them dying. So it's just, we feel apathetic about them. And anybody who knows anything about pro wrestling knows this that if you get love or hate from the audience, you're, do, you're doing good. Yeah. If you get apathy, you fail. Right, right, right. And that's what this this uh, I'm apathetic about them dying. Okay. So this movie has failed at making me feel like they're worth my time. I'm gonna try to rope you in a little bit. Here. Okay. I'm gonna try to rope you in on what I think this movie is actually about. Okay. And it might make you like it a little more. I hope so. I don't know. I like liking things. I don't think it'll make you like it less. Well, that's good. But I'm gonna try. <laughs> So, I think that this movie isn't really about what it seems to overtly be about. Okay. I think that this movie is about the long-standing history of men trying to fix women and misunderstanding what's going on. Okay. Okay? All right. I'm listening. Because this has been a extremely long-standing thing. I have known dudes my entire life that just seem to get in relationships with girls so they can quote-unquote fix fix them. them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The white horse dudes who just want to fix problems and stuff. And even if you look throughout history, uh, all of our misunderstandings about witches is actually just men fearing the power of women. They're afraid of femininity. And we talked about this extensively in our The Witch episode. episode. And even you, what were you just talking about, about like the last case of witchery reported? Oh, yeah. Uh, One of the last uh, cases in in the Western world. Yeah, Uh, yeah, There are still witch hunts in Africa and stuff. But uh, one of the last cases of of two women being convicted of being witches was uh, a mother and daughter were seen taking their, their... socks off to wash them and as they did it the rain stopped and this was during what time this is in the 18th century i think that sounds pretty legit though yeah for real they took them off and then the rain stopped took them off and the rain stopped they must be witches try explaining that yeah you can't exactly so so that that one is valid that one was valid yeah um but other cases yeah uh, of men um you know, convicting women of being witches and torturing, killing, and punishing mm-hmm. them and stuff. It's just them misunderstanding basic power of, of females yeah. and stuff. And even throughout women the movie... Women are mysterious. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and look, that's that's what the movie is. Mm-hmm. It is these two she males... She is a mystery. Yeah, trying to uh-huh. decipher the mystery of this woman. The, you are making me like it more. This woman who cannot speak uh-huh. or answer these questions for herself. Right. Also, there is this side story in the movie about the mother... Uh-huh. We get the impression that the mother killed herself, right? Yeah. Because she was depressed and stuff. Yeah. He he didn't see the signs, is what he said. Yeah. Exactly. And there's this whole thing about, like, imagine if she wore these injuries on the outside where I could see them and understand oh, okay. them. Instead, she wore them internally where uh-huh. I could not there's see no them. There's no mark on the outside. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. So I couldn't that, see that them. That's a big them. element of... Okay. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of... There's a lot of males out there who don't understand 
internal issues, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it be depression or, or, or whatever, any emotional problems that plague not just women, but a lot of people. But it's like I know guys who have been in relationships with, with girls that have problems and stuff, yeah. and they don't understand them, and they try to fix them. That's always the issue. You try to fix. Yeah. You can't. First off, you can't. No. You huh? can't fix depression. Yeah. You're not. No, no, no. Huh? You're no, no, not no. going to be able to do that. Huh? You have to be there. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah, sure. It's, it's like the, it's, I mean, uh, it's it's like uh, Lauren Hill's song. Can't remember the title. Mm, but, that thing. Uh, uh, you said you'd die for me. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> He said you die for me. Live for me. Like oh. that, like Oh shit, Lauren. The man who's willing to to do the big thing to fix the problem yeah, yeah. but not willing to stick it out yeah. to deal with the problem. I think that that's what this movie is about. I think this movie is about men trying to fix women. Okay. Well then, yeah, that's uh, a much better movie. Cuz I mean, seriously, it's like the whole time we never hear from the mother. She's already no. dead because he didn't see the signs and couldn't fix her. Uh-huh. And again, we've got these two guys holed up in a basement trying to they, figure out what happened to this poor woman. They that's misread all up. the girlfriend and think she's a corpse. Yeah, that too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They do that. Yeah, I think that's what the movie's actually about. Okay, you know but, what? I, uh, now that I think about it, that that is it's kind of better that way. That's a way better movie. Yeah, way better. But then at the same time, I, I will say, even though that's cool, uh-huh. even if that's what the filmmakers are like thinking when they were going for it. Yeah, they I did, feel it's like not, it's not there enough. Yeah, I, and I, and especially when you get to the ending. Yeah. Um, and I feel like somewhere towards the end, it's like it's like boys, we got two weeks left of shooting, and it's like the big wigs, the studio execs, just showed up, and they're like, guys, 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 we hired you to make a horror movie. Okay. And they're like, oh, all right, boys, let's it make need it more. A message. Of, yeah, let's make it more of a horror thing where. People die, and for no reason, things go on, and the curse lives on. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, all right then. It feel it feel like they kind of like uh, succumb to the pressure to be a horror movie, especially with the ending, and especially with like all the jump scares. Mm. What do you think about the scares in this movie? They're terrible. The uh, and they weren't necessary. That's uh, the thing no. about them is that they're not necessary because. All the stuff that's going on other than the cat jumping out of the vent. And <laughs> that's like a Friday the 13th scare. The, it's like, I don't know, throw a cat at the screen. Yeah. The, uh, the bell on the corpse ankle okay. is like, seriously, what should have happened when she asked about that is Brian Cox should have said, it's going to come into play later in the movie. Yeah, the, the bell on the foot. We didn't put the bell on any other feet, just on one corpse, so there's really Damn no it. reason for it. You just kind of ruined that for me. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Because like, one of my things about this movie is I'm like, okay, it has pretty good setup of stuff. Where yeah. It's like they show us, they pull the one corpse out of the drawer, and it's got the eyes and mouth sewn yeah. shut. They pull the one out, and it's got the collapsed face. Yeah. And the toe tag and stuff. And the it's like, eyes okay, and mouth sewn shut, by the way. Like He, he says he's that. old school. He must be very old it's Extremely. School. They don't do that anymore. They do super glue them shut. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, to make them look presentable. Yeah. You know. For open casket funerals, which are fucked up and disgusting. Funerals are stupid. Just funerals are fucking stupid. Throw my stupid. body in the trash. Piece of trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know what? You're right, though. It's like, I thought that that was kind of good, good setup stuff mm-hmm. until you realize, yeah, they just kind of did on the one. Um, meow, meow. Womp, womp. that was fun for everybody. Um, 
so there are some like this movie does like you know you you saying the that idea which i think is is probably right what they're going for fun there's so many indications that people involved with this really wanted it to be good and did a lot of great research and stuff like as i was uh i mean the first thing i noticed yeah that really made me think like they 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 really knew what they were doing when they were they were doing their research is that they got an actress with a, a gap in her front teeth yes which means she's loose is that the case uh-huh in chaucer's in the canterbury tales he mentions that the wife of bath has a gap in her teeth uh and that was supposed to indicate lasciviousness like madonna yes exactly really yeah so the gap what on the her teeth. What the fuck is the correlation there? <laughs> There's none. There's no correlation. God. But the gap in her teeth uh, is a uh, white if, people crazy. White people are crazy. If you know that the gap in her teeth indicates to you there's already something up. She's less innocent than huh. she's presented. Because um, they they make it very very obvious. Because I mean there's so many yeah. shots of just her face with her mouth open. Yeah. Um. The tongue cut out. The flower in her stomach, datura. Uh-huh. Is uh, it is a paralytic, as they say, but it was also used in witch rituals, as it also serves as a hallucinogenic. Now that's that's more of like a great like psychedelic doom metal band name. Uh huh. Yeah. What was it again? Datura. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm on board with it. I'm gonna start all these bands. Yeah. <laughs> Look for me on SoundCloud. Um, there are you know the before they get to the point of saying Salem witch trials. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, they're the tattoos on the inside of her skin. Okay, I'm not sure how you tattoo someone on the inside. That's something uh, Kate was pointing out. She's like, how did, why? And I was like, oh, damn it. I the idea know. here would be, I mean, if we're, if we're going for full witchery, yeah. is that the corpse is a, a witch who is alive and trapped in there and is glamoring, meaning the corpse looks pristine because it's causing people to believe it. Oh, it's but it's actually all fucked up and gross. Yeah. If that would have been very interesting, eh. if at the end when they came in, the corpse and was like hideous and just shit. a hideous mangled corpse. Uh, that would have been kind of. Cool. That would have been way cooler, yeah. right? So th- there are a lot of things that are set up, and obviously they did their research and things. That it makes me think if they had enough time and enough money to do what they want this would have been a horror movie i would have loved probably and but i feel I like think there's that's pressures. why i'm so angry at it <laughs> yeah, right it's yeah so you knew the much potential. potential yeah i feel like again there was just the pressures to like well guys make it a horror movie have a cat get killed <laughs> what killed the fucking cat no no understanding in my mind first off the cat seems to live in the vents yeah and they don't have a problem with that no uh-uh. they're just like yeah no the cat it, it, it goes in the vents Duh. but that place smells bad i bet it does cause other than the corpses in the vents. yeah because if a cat goes somewhere there's it's shit there it's pooping there mm-hmm. and then too like i, I did kind of have an issue with when the cat like comes out of the vent and it's all fucked up like mm-hmm. brian cox just kind of looks at his son and, and does it its <laughs> yeah he's not even like i don't know if there's a vet open this late yeah he's just like fuck i don't like dad what the f- it's <laughs> like I was gonna take it to the vet. That Jesus. would be the proper response. I've got some neosporin and peroxide. He doesn't respond at all. It's he's like, like, yeah, Bruh. this is. Yeah, just snap that cat's neck. No big deal. <laughs> um, Brian Cox in this actually reminds me of my father-in-law. 
He reminds you of a stepdad. Uh, okay, yeah. He reminds me of my father-in-law in All that, right. like, he he's the type of guy who he uh, my my father-in-law who uh, every day is a list of things he needs to accomplish, and he he sets himself to the task. Yeah. And um, he's a military man, former Airborne Ranger, so a badass. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, served in the Coca Fields in Nicaragua. My God. Yeah, he's he's uh, he should be scary. But he's also, shit. like Brian Cox, he's got that just sort of automatically disarming, lovable face. Yeah. Um, and so, in that moment, I thought, yeah. Like, because my, my mother-in-law has several cats. He doesn't like cats, but I guarantee if she died, he would take care of the cats. Mm-hmm. He would just see it as a duty. Yeah, because that's, that's how he treats the cat in this, exactly. in this movie. He doesn't and, like the cat. He's talking about how mean it is all the time and stuff. I think in that moment, as someone who's... Uh, specializes in knowing how someone died, he sees the cat is going to die no matter what. Right. And he just okay. gets the job done. Yeah. He's like, I don't want the cat to suck. Yeah, death is a part of his job. But so. it's weird that the sun doesn't react. <laughs> kind of. There's a few like non-react shots. Mm-hmm. Like One of the biggest jump scares in the movie, which I would say... I'm not a fan of a jump scare, but one of the better jump scares in the movie is when he's like looking through that hole in the door and the, the woman with her eyes yes. and mouth sewn shut like pops into frame. Yeah. And it's like a huge fucking, you know, musical sting right uh-huh. there and stuff. And it, it, it will make you it's jump. It's effective. But it's see, effective. that's the thing. But then he's just kind of like, oh. Yeah, he doesn't oh, react. Damn. He's like, oh, oh, oh no. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not anti jump scare. When it's earned, like that that is earned yeah it works good or like the fucking like the clown jumping out of the projection thing in it in the new it yes fuck that's a great when jump it's scare earned, it's great but when it's put in there obviously like with the cat and some others where it's like well we need people to react at this point in the movie yeah we can't just have them slowly come along with us on this journey to figure out what the hell's going on are there many scares in this that aren't jump scares not really. There's the one I would say for sure that is sort of, uh, I might have made some people jump, but I think it's one of those scares where you have to think about it for a little bit. Is when he sees in that mirror, he sees someone standing in the hall. Yeah, that's but, cool. Like, and this is a perfect non-reaction where because you would, if you saw that, you'd be like, huh? huh, what's going on? And he looks around and there's no one there, and and he just must assume like oh i must have just saw a shadow or something. yeah yeah you know? uh that's that's good yeah that's it is good well looming terror like it, it's building up that something is going to happen mm-hmm. but but who was that none of the corpses yeah. could have gotten out they were in the room with the corpses so what was that that yeah. was just a hallucination yeah the the rules are kind of vague yeah and when i say kind of i mean really really because like at one point like brian cox gets in attacked by like invisible forces yes. in a bathroom yeah but like he can see them because he's like they had her gray eyes or yeah. whatever it's never really quite clear what's doable and not doable yeah by these forces that are that are at hand here like i would like to see what the witch is going through is she like okay now i'll use my hallucination spell oh i don't have the power to do it at its normal like, yeah <laughs> i dude i think the witch is laying there like <laughs> Sick. 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 <laughs> I think that's all that's going on. I think that's all Long. that's ever She's going, going LOL. That is kind of the problem, too, there, is that they, I don't see the motivation for her. Yeah. And that's that directly goes back to uh, I never feel too connected to the characters. Yeah. If I felt connected to the characters, 
and we learn something about the characters that would connect her to them that would make us realize like oh her motivation is this mm-hmm. then all of those things would sort of make more sense I will say I like though that like through the whole movie there's constantly constantly like, it seems like every couple minutes at some points in the movie there's like these close zooming up shots of her face uh-huh. of just this dead still corpse yeah um the whole movie yeah and it kind of keeps you on edge because like if you you've ever watched a horror movie yeah exactly exactly yeah and that's that's kind of the thing that that i liked about this too is like i remember one of the first times that i went to an open casket funeral uh-huh. and they do look lifelike yeah mm-hmm. and it's like it, it really struck me right then and there it's like this is why people are scared of zombies yeah because if this thing sat up right now I wouldn't even know what fucking reality is. Well, that I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I've, I've taught a course on zombies in the past, uh, and uh, or just the undead in general. And that is the thing uh, about a corpse that has created all these different types of living corpse uh, uh, fear-inducing Myths stories. Myths and stuff, yeah. Um, is that... There is no difference. Like, the moment someone dies, there's literally no difference between them a second ago and now. Uh Uh-huh. Except now that they're not pushing blood through their body. Yeah, nothing's going on now. Uh, You can see a dead look in their eyes, but you can see that in someone who is still alive. Yeah, yeah. If they're just thinking hard or something. If they're a really good actress in this movie. Or if they're a really great actress. Um you can see that normally but the mm-hmm. thing is that like they look so lifelike because what we associate with life is just a human body shape yeah yeah and so we expect that there might be something and and if it's someone who has died that we loved we kind of hope yeah they might come back but then when we think of that like what would that be like what would that thing be would that thing be happy to be back alive would it right would right, it right. want me to be dead with it like and so that for centuries now we've been creating stories involving corpses coming back to life and trying to understand what that would be like. Yeah. Um and watching this movie you do just keep expecting her to uh, like to move, yeah, to move anything or or just maybe blink her eyes and then unblink and her eyes are normal now. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no. It, it never does that, and then that's two. It's 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 credit because one, I, I think obviously, even if that were written in the script, what they had was an actress who could play dead so well, and that constant verge of like that expectation of her coming to life, yeah, never getting that really serves to keep the terror. It does. So yeah. um, even if it had been written that she moves, I. I as a director, you'd have to just throw that out and be like, no, she never moves. She stays still because it's so much scarier. Yeah. Um, but again, that disconnects us from her motivation right. entirely. What's the what's the rules of her... It, it seems like, again, when the movie at the end succumbs to the pressure of being a horror movie and yeah. she starts like having Brian Cox and the son gets killed and we see her, her like wounds... Uh-huh. Uh, healing up and her eyes changing color and stuff. What's the rules there? She's just collecting souls that can make her stronger again or whatever. Like how long is that going to take? Well, and I two, wonder. it's like, okay, so whenever she was at the very first of the movie, when she was in that house full of dead people, of uh-huh. like six or seven dead mm-hmm. people, it's like, was she just like a skeleton buried? 
when they first dug her up, was it just a skeleton? Yeah. yeah that's an interesting. Because she reclaimed those souls. She grew skin and stuff. It's like a Hellraiser scenario. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Where she has to like reclaim all the all the spirit force to become human again, like uh-huh. Brother Frank or whatever his name uh-huh. is. It's like what's what exactly is the scenario there? Yeah, like I love it when movies leave stuff open, but there's such a thing as too open. There is, if it's too open, it's not a story. Yeah, exactly. It's it's flickering pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. For me, this one was a was a tough one, but. I mean, all the things we talked about, plus the positives I already saw there. It's it seems a bit better now. Yeah, seems a bit better. I if like I the watched fixing it again, women angle. I like. That. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I and if I ever watch it again, I'll be paying attention to the clock. I'll be paying attention yeah. to to that angle, etc. But the second I, I time still through, think, I watched it with that yeah. in mind, and I do think that it lines up. Because yeah. I mean, the, the entire narrative that we see is literally all male. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. just, it's father and son, and that's it. And I feel like, to add to that, I feel like the father, Brian Cox, the father, mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> it's like Brian McAllister or whatever. Uh-huh. But like I feel like he is Who made so much money apparently. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I feel like his whole narrative is he is very much just like this by the books. No, no, no. There's a cause and effect for everything. Yes. Everything is caused they by set a physical that up thing. Several times that it's not it's not up to them to figure out the why. Yeah. It's up to them to figure out the how. Yeah, exactly. He is very by the book, very old school. And it seems like the son who we see is in a relationship with an actual living human female. Mm-hmm. Is more like no, let's dig a little deeper, and he's like, nope, huh? Buy the books. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's also part and of that narrative. I guess the well. lesson of this is when you do dig deeper, you end up killing your girlfriend and your father. Sick. So that's good. <laughs> so you're saying if you watched it again with those things in mind, I you would might like it a little bit better. More. But I still think that it would always be unfulfilling. Yeah, it, it will never reach the level that I would hope it would. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess if uh, if we're at the point where we're just uh, rating it... Rate me! This is a middle-of-the-road movie. It's uh, a five for me. This is a fiver. Mm-hmm. Buck yeah. 05. Yeah. Freedom costs a buck 05. Um, it's a five because it has so much good stuff going for it. Yeah. The look is just, beautiful disappoints me in the end i understand that and and i will say too i was also disappointed in the end Mm -hmm. um i think that if they would have stuck to their motive and stood their ground Mm -hmm. a little bit better they probably could have ended up with a more yeah interesting movie like i mean honestly even if it didn't get super supernaturally and stuff yeah it would have been fine. Like I was very entertained just watching them like trying to figure out what was up with this yeah. corpse. That was cool. One hundred percent. They never. No one even had to Dude. die in this horror movie for it to have been a good horror movie. That's a segment that we do on the YouTube channel. What's up with this corpse? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with this corpse? What's up? And, and like our our listeners and watchers can mail us in their corpses to be on Snail the show. Mail, though. We oh know, yeah yeah no, no we're no. old school yeah, YouTubers. Yeah, yeah. Don't email me your corpse. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, this corpse is sent us to us by listener JB Fresh forty nine. JB Fresh. What's up with this corpse? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> but it's like, you know, 
all of the forensic stuff was very very cool and i think they could have played a lot of these a lot of these angles i think a lot better um mm-hmm. also the, the soundtrack had some problems because the soundtrack yeah. of this movie either sounded like remnants from the dexter soundtrack uh-huh or just like completely fucking corny, yeah. Like C-list rock bands, yeah. That were like probably friends of the director. Like yeah. every time they like start an autopsy, there's like some corny ass music. It sounds like the fucking Twister soundtrack playing. <laughs> Living in a land of virtual reality. Like we talked about the Twister soundtrack several times, three straight episodes. <laughs> but it's like it's it's kind of it's kind of lame. It just kind of mm. like really puts it in your head that oh this movie had no budget got it yeah they just had to go with what they could yeah, yeah. and then of course the corny ass fucking song i liked that there were elements of this movie that reminded me of like survival horror games like silent yes. hill it did it did very much remind me of yeah. survival horror games. like even like the bell on the toe uh-huh. is like something that seems like could have been in a resident evil yeah, game for sure or um there's a particular type of villain that or yeah. a type of creature that has that and you don't want to hear that. Yeah, so yeah. when you hear it, you go, "Oh shit." Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's cool to me and it's cool too that like uh like some of those shots like in that that corner mirror thing you're talking about, like especially when you see the corpse that's had like its face blown off. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of moving in that like creepy shaky zombie way, which yeah. is usually done really badly, mm-hmm. but I think it's actually done pretty good. I think this. they do it fine here, yeah. Yeah. That that shot looks very much to me like something out of Silent Hill. Yeah. Um there's things about it that that I really like, and especially if you watch it with that deeper narrative in mind, I think it's cool. But I do think there's an awful lot of problems with, like I said, the, the powers of the witch. The unreliable narrative gets really annoying yeah. to me. But it's short. It is short. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't. And at the same time, I feel like even instead of this being a, a, a 120, mm-hmm. hour 20 long movie, if this was a 30, 35 minute short in a creep show like anthology, mm-hmm. probably would have liked it more. Yeah. Probably would have liked this more. Like, I feel yeah, like I you could have done this whole thing. This could have been a, short. a great short. Yeah. I feel like that about a lot of kind of middle of the road horror movies where yeah. it's like, dude, this isn't enough to grow an entire mm-hmm. movie around. Yeah. But this is a cool enough premise to give me a short. These guys are barricaded in this. You know, morgue late at night. They got to figure out what the cause of death was. Yeah. Weird stuff starts happening. That's enough, actually. This is why it's enough. We need a new Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, exactly. We need new outlets show. for yeah. We need outlets for those types of horror stories that would would be better as a forty-five to fifty-minute yeah uh, episode than yep. as a movie. Totally. Itself. Yeah. Totally. So, man. So, I don't know. I, I did enjoy it, though, and, and I think that it was, um, I'll put it this way, not particularly dated feeling. No, that's true. That's, you know? a good, that's a, a real good element to it. Yeah, like this movie could have been made in the 80s, 90s, uh-huh. aughts. Like, it's not like one of those things that's just like, oh, man, that would only be made Do now. Do cell phones ever come in? To play in this? just when the kid is like, "Oh, I'm underground. I don't have a cell phone signal." That's which is enough it. explanation, honestly. It's enough. You yeah. do always in a modern horror movie, unless it's set you in the '80s. You have to explain why cell phones are useless. Yeah, and uh, yeah, being underground is enough. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and and you know, again, there's there's good establishment of the geography of this 
uh, Morgan stuff that they have done there. Mm-hmm. There's good establishing shots of that big tree that is in front of that yeah. hatch door and stuff. This movie does a good job of establishing the world that you're in, kind of mm-hmm. like how kind of like how Die Hard does, like we said, yes. with all those visual indicators and stuff. Mm-hmm. They show you everything that you're going to see in the movie within the first 20 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and then you spend the rest of the movie living in those environments. That's strong. That is. I like that, and that's lacking from a lot of movies. But like you said, not without its flaws. Mm-hmm. But overall, especially with its relative shortness, still enjoyed it. I'd recommend watching it. Uh, sure. I think I'm going to hit this with a six and a half. Ooh. Six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, that's where I'm you at. You don't say. Cheerio. Oh, jolly good. <laughs> Kiss the Blarney Stone. Oh, man. That, that was again? so Irish. So Irish. I thought so. Wow. I'm Lieutenant McMurphyo Irish. Boyo. Boyo. Uh-huh. I guess. Whiskey. <laughs> Catholicism. <laughs> James Joyce. Abortion now. Yeah, abortion Yay. now. It's it's fully legal there now. <laughs> and again, go. Dead and Lovely, a pro-abortion podcast. Pro-abortion, not pro-choice. Pro-abortion. Pro yeah. Get them. Needs to be less people here. Get them, we say. <laughs> Bumper stickers. Abortions, get them. Yeah, pro-abortion, <laughs> get them. I like that. Listen, I'm just saying. If you're like, do I want to have a baby? No, you don't. Don't do it. Yeah, don't. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't need more people. If you think I do want to have a baby, then have a baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, I'm pregnant now. Now I have to grapple with the idea of having a baby. You know what? I'm gonna take some time and like really think about this yeah so let's get this one out let's not do it yeah. so in the future i can put one i want in there yeah i'm on board wanted children are far better than unwanted yeah children. yeah if you're I, unwanted out there wow you really fucked up your parents lives yeah exactly but Me? myself i'm wanted you were on steel i think horse. i actually was I the ride. only planned child i'm not positive on that I'm My a, brother was unwanted. And I'm alone, dead or alive. <laughs> I was going Bon Jovi. Yeah. I always do. I'm unwanted, unwanted, <laughs> mostly dead. <laughs> Steve, what are we going to be talking about on our chosen next week? I'm excited. You are, because we're finally going back to Dario Argento. Woo, it's time to make it a pizza. It's time to make it a pizza. Dario Argento's opera. It's time to keep doing Italian accents until they become a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, th- I, okay. Let's just t- talk about this. When Hit you me. mimic someone's accent, why could it ever be racist? I don't know. That's Unless just what you're they making sound like. them sound, uh, making them say racist shit, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't get it uh-huh. because everyone sounds di- like when I hear someone with a distinctive voice, I oftentimes to myself try to duplicate it. Yeah, because that's what they sounded. That's like. That's what they sound like. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the and same. Dario Argento always wants to make it a pizza. He wants to make it a pizza, but it's not like he's ever like, oh, I'm without a papers. <laughs> It's not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to make the pizza because we Mussolini. love the pizza. Yeah, the Mussolini. Oh, fascism. <laughs> no, he never says that, so we never do yeah. the imitations of him saying okay. that. So it's yeah. fine. So I'm just saying, if you're imitating someone's voice and you're not, you're not just falling back on old... Like, if it's an Asian person 
and you start doing uh, a Mickey Rooney from uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Ooh, my God. And yeah, that's racist. Yeah, definitely. But if you're actually imitating the way that they speak, I don't think it's racist. I shouldn't think so. And as two white men, we are the final voice on what is or isn't racist. Yeah, wait until, Correct, right? wait until you hear my Puerto Rican impression. <laughs> The Ramones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, be sure to tune in next week. We'll be talking about Dario Argento's 1987, I think, classic opera, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very fucking weird movie. Is it streaming anywhere right now? Uh, uh, uh yes, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I just got it on the DVD from my sister-in-law, Yessie. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica. For the Oprah. That is a name. Yeah, Jessica. It is. It is. And it's hers apparently now. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, yeah, you guys tune in next week. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars. Where can they follow you, Steve? Uh, at Steven Spratling, where you can get more of my rants about race. Ooh. No. No. I don't do, I don't do uh-uh. those normally. Where can they find our podcast? At Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Wonderful. Join uh, that Facebook fan page, too. We got a Facebook fan page. We also, you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. You can. You mm. can indeed. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a lot of fun. You guys have been dead, and we have been lovely. Say goodnight, Steve. Goodnight, Steve. <laughs>